mentioned at the press conference, which I thought was quite interesting, that he's a black man. And as I laid and cried and hurt for Tamika Palmer and for Breonna Taylor and for Kenny Walker and for Janaya, who we need to love up on, as I laid there and I thought about him saying he's a black man, I thought about the ships that went into Fort Monroe and Jamestown with our people on them over 400 years ago. And how there were also black men on those ships that were responsible for bringing our people over here. Daniel Cameron is no different than the sellout Negroes that sold our people into slavery. She said it and helped white men to capture our people, to abuse them and to traffic them while our women were raped, while our men were raped by savages. That is who you are, Daniel Cameron. You are a coward, you are a sellout, and you were used by the system to harm your own mama, your own black mama. We have no respect for you, no respect for your black skin because all of our skin folk ain't our kin folk and you do not belong to black people at all. One goal, one thing, one move and that shit don't change the sir. Real niggas do real fucking things, real niggas do. There's only one goal, one thing, one move and that shit don't change. In the surf, real niggas do real fucking things. Real niggas do real fucking things. Alright, I'ma keep a general just like the army. Most real niggas know most niggas phony Your shadow got your back, huh? Just like your homie That's why shady niggas will harm thee Just act Caesar Brutus got him and caught him before his last breather If they don't make you believe us, then you'll learn Honesty is a quality that will burn But it's cool, and trust is a quality you will earn You a fool if you take you learn all of the rules Imitate and imitation and they callin' it cool I know a little bit, but go Go ahead and call me a fool While you sprinkle sugar on shit and you calling it food See, I'm just trying to groove And you standing on the wall with your hands on your balls Making crab claws move Trying to bonk at a dog, but I don't bonk I just fall back till you think you winning But you lost in the beginning, Hey, man, man, COVID would happen a year ahead There are so many black people nominated this year for Big Easy Let me tell you something Wait, really? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I just say that's not fun to scream. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's like, so it was shining shit for us. It was like, like Lauren started our own business. COVID really took a lot of things from black people in this art film that Man. we on the rise on. Both Raising the Sun and uh, In the Red and Brown Water was nominated for Best Play. Miss Carol Sutton was nominated for Best Actress. Yeah. Uh, I think Adela was, was nominated. Was Lauren? Lauren Turner too? Lauren was nominated for Director. Yeah. Um, um, Raheem had two nominations. He did. I yeah, had one. He had one. Like he had one for he had one for no he had one for uh, uh Dream Girl. Jimmy. Yeah, him being you know he killed that day. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Feel me? Then both me and him had ones from In the Red and Brown Water for supporting. Yeah. Then like it's so it's like so many people we knew on some black shit was nominated this year, and I'm like, damn, this will be the year we don't have it. You know what was nominated as well for slander? Mother Courage. Mother Courage was nominated for what? For slander. 
Oh, for slander. slander. Oh, people shouting no, on it. You didn't see when niggas open up there, the like, uh, dialogue about... Yeah, I saw the dialogue. And I knew who wrote it. Because when he told me to check it out... You're talking about in the... In the, in the um, yeah. That was having issues with the theaters. Bro, yeah. The theater and when they got some other courage, they was like, we were treated like chattel. We were given one water bottle that was had to share through the whole company, which is true. Yeah. And that yeah. person, and Jamie had to bring a water bottle. Yeah, that water. works. All right. Uh, I'm going to start recording now. You know, Amen ain't done no more. Hey man, that's that's old oh, southern know. rap. Okay. Yeah, she yeah. stepped step down. For some reason. Oh yeah, she stepped down finally. Oh, yeah, I got But you know, she's still gonna be like, she's still like got her head in whatever. Yeah. The fact that she was, the fact you were just glowing about that though. Because <laughs> I heard so much bad. Like she, I, listen, this is my own sister. Like she, um, she was paying my sister the least out of everybody. And the show that she did, I think the first installment of when they did that um, Christmas show that they've been doing like for the last two, three years or whatever, mm-hmm. somehow they Whitney found out that she was being paid the least, and that whole cast like stood up and was like, "Pay her what everybody else is paying." Damn. Let me tell you, listen, I I never had a problem with Amy. Even Honestly, in the I, I, I always had a good like rapport with Amy, but I know she is tone deaf than a motherfucker. <laughs> And I also know that she will save a dollar like a motherfucker. <laughs> and I've seen her do this with all type of artists. And all type, like, when she just level them out and be like, and just decide. Now, I ain't gonna lie. I do think that as a whole, with not just AMA, but Southern Rep and everything behind Southern Rep, including AMA, don't want to pay back people what they worth in this city. You know what I'm saying? Just, but I feel like uh, every other company does that. But I also seen her penny pinch when she can on anybody she can uh-huh. and level it out. Uh-huh. Now, with that being said... She's not the only one that does that, though. She's oh, not caught. No. no. She, she, she don't want people talking about because because uh, uh, other people, they're doing it. We see it, but anybody right. ain't big enough like something. Did you hear about the, the living document? That's what I was about to bring up. I really enjoyed it. That was created. I read the entire motherfucking thing, too. Like It was, it was too much. That, I, I mean, I mean yup. <laughs> I read about all of them because a funny thing is, like, everybody... When it comes to the theater circles, especially in this city, like everybody gonna deal with it in different levels. You know what I'm saying? And for me, for my archetype, um, the racism from the theaters weren't wasn't as pronounced as I would hear it be from like a black woman in the theater game in New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Like Lauren got kind of horror stories. India, all kind of like every like you know what I mean that I never had to even deal with. You know what I mean? So even like when you bring up um, them at Southern Rep. Um, I didn't. I didn't necessarily from from the up higher ups. I didn't like most of these companies. Like I said, if I look back, I'll be like, damn, that was kind of fucked up. But they didn't do me nothing fucked up. Right. Makes but I can see like when someone yeah. come with this and like man, remember this thing? I was like, oh, they did that. oh, you know, oh, no, oh, no, no. Some, sometimes my reaction is they did that because I'm absolutely shocked. Or sometimes it'll be something that I saw. But I didn't see it like that, and then they yeah. give me their perspective. I can't even. I wish I could have an yeah. example, but you know what I'm saying. And I'm like, oh shit, damn, I'm. I was really blind to that. Like yeah. that was a blind spot for me because my own privilege, you know, what I mean, gives me certain like will give me a different certain different experiences than someone else. So just reading that living document of all the issues people have had with all the theaters, like it was eye opening. Yeah, I, I about to say that exact thing. It was just really eye opening. Yeah, overall. I'm happy that it exists. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. not surprised because some of them spots. I had been hearing about for years, and I had. I'm glad oh, yeah, a lot of them was yeah. the ones I ain't never worked with. But some of the ones I've worked with, you know, what I mean, I'd be like, oh shit. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Southern rep fucked up when they moved on Bayou Road. 
They sure did. Body Roll didn't want them there. That's when the ancestors had to get that ass together. All right, the ancestors said, baby, what you doing? And it's a church you gonna take over, old old baby. It's, I'm not even gonna just pick on Southern Rep. I think this that very, the very, the very, the very, the very, the very um circle, not circle, uh specific thing that we can say that that the living document highlights to the fullest is them motherfuckers was only telling one kind of story and only gave a fuck for real. All of them, even the people I like, for the most part, gave more of a damn about. One type of story, you know what I mean? It don't make no sense that we got all these black people in this fucking city, right. but we gotta put a magnifying glass on how many black plays and black stories are being told. So, like, even you could we could look at the River Town, the Southern Rep, the Nola Project, the Golden Roads. You could look at all of the motherfuckers. And all of their excuses is that no one's coming to the auditions, and I'm like, bitch. How about you do a play that would inspire black people to come and audition? You like, notice that you're there. Because, like, I mean, when Dreamgirls happened with J-Pass, you know, everybody, like, they came out of the woodworks to do Dreamgirls. Because niggas know Dreamgirls. For J-Pass. And they don't even know, like, come on. I didn't do it, but. But if you put out the, if you put out, if you, it, it, if you were one of these white companies that quote unquote must not know black people, you know what I'm saying? It is guaranteed if even if you went out, even if you um advertise like a well-known black piece, fuck. Black people will show up. They will. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, fences will get you anything. Good old fences. Good old raisin right in the right sun. Get good you old, Like, you know what I mean? Because, you know, there's certain plays that us as black theater kids, we know like crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but, but there is a, like a lot of black classic material to choose sorry. from. Like, it's not that hard to fucking find. Sorry, you know? Know? Right, but that's the thing. I think, okay, so yeah, there's one like, you, okay, these people, these black folks that didn't even know about theater in New Orleans are finding out about these theater companies. But... I mean, for me, I personally am thinking like, yo, they're exploiting on black dollars to get theirs. Like, I don't know. Like, I have a, I feel, I feel two different types yeah, of ways. Like, I'm happy yeah. that people are like, black folks are like, yes, theater is here. But like, it's also like, you are also making money off of a hey. really rich white man that doesn't pay taxes or, you know, something like that. Now we're talking about black theater ownership. But see, that's right. why I appreciate Anthony Bean. Though I don't appreciate a lot of his methods of how he go about things. I do appreciate his standing community that he is Anthony Bean's black community theater for mm-hmm. black kids. So, you know, you know, uh, Lauren had her thing until COVID hit. That was and the yes. entire reason I did that show. When yeah. Lauren and India started, uh, no, started yeah. no Dream Deferred, I was like, fuck, I'm going to audition for this just because this is the, the, the black theater yeah. company run by black women. Yep. It's their first joint. I was like, because, you know, for me doing this film and TV stuff, a lot of times my agents tell me not to do theater because I book something. Boom, boom, boom. I, I, it's, a, it's a complete conflict. You hear me? Mm-hmm. So, at, so to a point, man, I mean, I used to do theater all the time. I had to slow down a little because that was happening. But I felt very, very, like, particular about it. Like, damn, they starting a theater company in New Orleans? Yeah. I'm like, man, y'all, I'm, I get, y'all got my time, man. So Lauren yeah. had to just ask me. She was like, listen, we doing a soft opening with a, a, read, a, read, uh, a, a stage reading. You want to do it? I was like, fuck it right. So you ain't got, what's that? <laughs> Son, Lauren, what, son? Dog, anything to help this shit get off the ground, son, I'm glad to be a part of making history with you, son. Right. Because you right now are doing some groundbreaking shit. And any of us, you, Martin, you, Devin, you, uh, Jay, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of us will, at any given moment, Whitney, all of us at any given moment will say, hey, we about for doing this, you know what I'm saying? And I would love to see more black theater companies pop up, but again, there's not that much money in theater in this city, like, talking about it. That's the other thing I was thinking about, like, patronage, you know? Like, do we have, like, a larger black theater audience to, like... But here go the deal, too. Not, Not even just looking at the black theater audience, 
an audience is an audience. Right. Black people see white shows. White people see black yeah, shows. You know true. what I'm saying? It's, it's just about having Why a company. Black people go to Beyonce, and then yeah. guess what? I'm sorry, I just got cooking on saying there. You got to always give me back. <laughs> or, 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 are you talking about Beyonce? Beyonce. Mmm. See, you said you was watching that that Lovecraft. You ain't know. That, wait, no, I wait. Did I, I must have missed that. That's your girl named Seraphina, the, the big chick with the bush. Oh, that's her name. Her name was Beyond. The word in French set. I must have missed say. that. I did not know that. It's slick. It's slick. And like, didn't like, like what the French word C E S T means. Yeah. Um, I know you. It means right. something. It means something it else. Good, like, like, whatever. It, it really went with like the episode. But her name was Serafina, aka like Beyond Say, and it sounds like Beyonce. Beyonce. I, I was did like, not oh, they're ignorant for that. They're ignorant for that. <laughs> that yeah. whole scene. We'll talk about that. We'll talk well, about I'm, that. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to talk. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, don't know it for me right now. No, no, no. Yeah, we're not going to yeah, spoil yeah, no. it because they, I, when you send me that email about Lovecraft Country, I'm like, I might, Jamie, I'm about to bring you on another uh, show so you can talk uh, yeah, that. Uh, I, because I, they, so I don't want to spoil it. Oh, no, no, no. We got a whole other show for that. episode, Dude, bro, when I say every, every episode is my favorite episode. Huh. I, it's like, what the fuck? In every episode, it... It's so different. Like, it is... Ah. Yeah, don't talk. Wait, no, 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 no. Let's get, let's, let's get into this show. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Flower Best Podcast. Hello. Episode 107. I'm going to just I hope think it that he's right. I think it's episode 107. Question mark. If it's wrong, you're going to get the right one. It's that actor guy, Martin Bats Bradford. You can find me at Mr. Bats. Spell it, Mr. Out. You're going to find another cat. And as always, man, I'm here with my brothers. What's up? It's DMAC, Instagram, French Bread Kid, and at your dig brand, your dig brand.com. It's fall, bitch. I just dropped a whole brand new hoodie. It's fly as shit, so make sure you go get it. Yup. Posse wine, it's your boy Alpha Joe, fresh out of the gumbo, still deep in the room. And if you're out in the streets and you're looking for me, put your mask on, motherfucker. Motherfucker. Check my show out, it's just dropped, match one. You Hold can up, son, we ain't even in that section. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's oh. that's pro that's, that's type shit. Watch man. out. Oh, that's pro now. Oh, I don't Watch know. It's a whole show. It's a you whole. Tripping. I mean, because it's not a nice. Yes, all right, all right. Well, yeah, all right, all right. Well, look, look, look. look. Find me on Facebook, Joseph Alpha Man Primes. You heard me. Um, Man, whatever number we on, we in this bitch. You just told us. I told you, but we all ain't certain. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all, man, we got special guests in the building. Hey, y'all, everybody. It's uh, J Mix. I'm back here with these lovely gentlemen. Um, yeah. My Instagram is J Mix Explains It All. If you want to follow me on my podcast, The Self Aware Millennial, find me on Instagram at The Self Aware Millennial. So yeah, y'all win this motherfucker, though. We yeah. got a lot to cut. We got a lot to cover. We got a lot to get to, man. Um, before we get to our sections, man, let's get into that scroll. Hear ye, hear ye. The scrolls though, we shout out all the podcasts that we rock with, and most importantly, that rock with us, mm-hmm. such as the Your Thirty Podcast with my dogs, the Arrogant Observer and Marty Edwards mm-hmm. Five Hundred Four. Man, go hit them up. We'll listen to them. They just dropped a recent episode. Talking about some real shit. And, um, you know, also, you can catch both. You can catch Marty Edwards on the reviewing that show on this feed. You can catch uh, Arrogant Observer on Acting While Black on this feed. Mm-hmm. And we got a new show on this feed, as you saw, was dropped a few days ago. It's called, what's it called, Joe? It is called Match One. Woo. So when you're having a long day, come on, let's chill. Match One. Yup, that's Alpha Joe, new show. He's going to be hosting by a monthly joint where he's going to be, you know, talking to artists. And smoking weed and talking about weed and talking about art and shit. I mean, like, the fuck? Like, talking about weed and more weed and, weed. and the artists that like the weed. They, they, it's not your, it's not your, they're about that. They're about that. <laughs> but, like, yeah, man, so we got, we got that rolling out. Uh, you can follow uh, the FWB Network. That's the FWB Network to catch 
the Fly With Bad Show video, the Match One video. Uh, we're going to be reviewing that video up soon as well. And as you already know, the full podcast, unedited, is on the feed. So, you know, he talked to, um, he really talked to us for like 40, 40 something minutes. Yeah. So, you know, he got, he had a lot to say. Uh, shout out to the On The Lake podcast. On The Lake. We'll figure this out. Pod- Wait, I don't think they podcast them. I think I'll take them off. All right, they gotta yeah. go. They Sorry, gotta y'all. Go. Sorry, Sorry, guys. Go find the backlog for my dogs at the We'll Figure This Out podcast. There we I go. Think we'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Uh, the Misses in the Mic podcast. Hey. The Sugar Sass and Sarcasm podcast. The 50420 Podcast, The Nerd Shit Podcast, mm-hmm. The Peanut Gallery Podcast, The Danny Rant Podcast, The Self-Aware Millennial Podcast, yeah. The Home Video Hustle, Home Video Hustle Podcast, and The Living Millennial Podcast. In the 2000s kind of world, it's raining ashes in California. And that that's podcast so is settled. That's a, that's a California podcast, man. That's what they already are. It kind of sucks. It really does. Shouts out to y'all on the West. But anyway, y'all, welcome to the show, guys, man. As always, man. Well, not as always, but today we're going to start off with that starter section. Today's starter section is going to be a little different. I'm not going to explain it, dog. Just rock with us. At the starter section, we're going to get into that etouffee of the day. Well, we get into some topics that's, you know, a little scrumptious that we got to delve in on. It's true. At the etouffee of the day, we get into that no, huh? Bitch, I know you're lying. But we talk about some things outside of our New Orleans bubble that's mm-hmm. kind of tripping us. The fuck out, you hear mm-hmm. I me? Mean? We also got a little dose of Nolan America. Which is your friendly reminder of just where we stay and just what the fuck. Fuck, man. We be dealing with. Yeah, man. Out here. Got a little bit of bats nerd out moment. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna shout out a few little hot top headlines. And you got any sports, Joe? Sports! Fuck yeah! I got some sports. All right, man. We got stack card today, man. So without any more dwies, we had a whole bunch of dwies. Let's get into that starter section. Lying about how much you had made, rumors and shit that you handmade. Would you buy this if I sold that? Hey, what the hell is my soul at? The American need for American green is America's greed. That's the American dream. Black America too busy chasing white American dreams. But we sleep, so let's everybody eat them repeat. Where the fuck the cheese? Where the mozzarella at? Tell me what it be. So, man, I wanted to do a starter section today. Now, normally, starter section is uh, we get into like hot, like hot topics that's going on out in the social media. So, I was listening to a podcast recently, right? And they were talking about um, um, non monogamy and polyamory, but they were like kind of unnerving me because I could tell that they, well, I could say, they didn't feel too educated on the topic. They were saying things like, well, if you're gonna do that, you might as well be single. Um, they were doing, they were saying things like, I just don't, like, the things they were saying were, were so many mis, uh, like, I don't see, like, um, how you could just cheat on each other like that. The things that were being said were so, so many, such misconstrued mm-hmm. ideas mm-hmm. about, of what non-monogamy and polyamory can be, mm-hmm. that it was just like, it was just, I'm, I'm sitting there like, you know, y'all, like, come on, what you, y'all. What y'all talking about? Like, y'all don't know what you, Like, I was like, my head was getting freaking, was sweating. Yeah. So, like, I was already going to bring you on, J-Mix, because I knew he was going to talk about Breonna Taylor and A2Fate. Mm-hmm. But then I'm listening to that, and I'm like, oh, shit. Why not talk about right. the non-monogamy shit? Educate That's some folk out change. there, you heard mm-hmm. me? So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to pass it on to you. Like, just, 
What's some of the biggest misconceptions you've been running into? Because you recently entered that world. <sighs> well, the first thing is that people think that, you know, we're cheating on each other. And it's not because, I mean, that's the ethical part of it. You're literally letting folks know. Before you start doing whatever with them and after, you just keep them updated on, like, who you're with, what y'all are doing, especially if it involves, like, unprotected sex. Like, it's so... The term so, is so much, ethical. It's the ethical non part of it, but the thing is, if they were just talking about non-monogamy and polyamory without adding that ethical in there, then I could see why. Because I mean, non-monogamy does include cheating, but that's like the lowest of the totem pole. But that's monogamy. Uh, well, no, it, no, it's not monogamy. No, I'm saying mon I'm saying a lot of monogamous relationships yeah, and the lowest of form the, of the totem yes, pole so have people cheating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the totem pole for monogamy and non-monogamy yeah. is cheating. It's people cheating. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. So, I mean, but the thing is, is especially, I mean, obviously, I'm guessing the podcast that you were listening to, they were coming at it from a monogamous standpoint. Like, they probably knew monogamy their whole life, and they just, again, you said they weren't really educated, so. Didn't feel like it. Didn't yeah. seem like it. But, because that's the thing, too. Um... First and foremost, you, you can't be judging lifestyles from the lens of the of your personal one, right? Unless you have any, ex unless you also have experience within that lifestyle from an earnest position. When I say an earnest Off position, I don't mean that the only experience you have is negative. Because if, if the only if the one time you tried it, you got burnt. Of course, all you're gonna have is that. But I mean, like, no, you actually gave whatever. And I'm not just talking about now and now. I mean, just anything. anything I'm not really. about to talk about mm -hmm. some shit I ain't. I don't know nothing about. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, so it's like when the Will and Jada shit came up. I, there were so many people saying they cheating. I'm like, yo. You're looking at it from a monogamous standpoint. They're mm -hmm. not in a monogamous relationship, mm -hmm. so their rules are different. Right. Their perspective is different. Their expectations are different. Right. Like, oh, cheating is different. You know what I mean? Right. What they would call cheating, because there yeah, is like a thing called cheating, but what they would, is... their definition of cheating is different. Yes. And you can't come with all your definition and your hangups and your frameworks and what makes you comfortable and come trying to cast anything on something that you want that you're not yeah, a part yeah. of. Let that's me that, just say that, this. That's that Catholic Western uh, religious society coming down with that motherfucking. Uh, yeah. Like, we should all be condemned to this and that and the third. Dog, mm -hmm. you, like, really have to remember that, you know, amidst this conversation that we're finally having these past, I'll say, like, maybe five or six uh, years. Let's give them ten. Yes, yeah, ten. Like, ten. Like, for the yeah. past decade, you know, like, we're, like, finally talking about, you know, actually having the option to have different kind of fucking relationships. You know, a lot of aside people... Aside from the... the yeah, uh, just aside the from norm, basically... The basic. I don't want to call it the basic, but the... Monogamy, really. Like, that's kind of default. like people's default baseline kind of thought process. Like, they jump off of that. They kind of veer off into different sections. But I think in the general scheme, people kind of jump off of monogamy first. And it's like people are still kind of getting used to the fact that people can have these different kind of options, you know. And anything that goes against what they were brought up to believe is right... You know what I'm saying? Must be wrong. It's like, yeah. You know, because people, like, attribute morality to relationships in a way that they don't necessarily have to and, mm -hmm. and morality is subjective to a degree mm -hmm. you know what i mean exactly. like there's certain bottom line things that we all feel like okay that's wrong that's immoral right but yeah. then there's other things that okay but what makes you comfortable might be different from what makes me comfortable you know what i'm yeah. saying that there's so many and levels you gotta talk to your partner i mean i'm gonna just talk like, that that too but i'm just saying the general I, generally I, talking about this topic before well, you even get specific to your partner you got to understand like look I'm already conditioned, mm -hmm. and well, yeah, there's yeah, layers yeah. to this topic that's not just as simple as she got a girlfriend, I got she got a boyfriend, I got a girlfriend, or just about threesomes. Right. So you know, right. I mean, it's so much it's to it. So much what made you decide to hop in, like, to uh, alter yours? Well, 
You was with I, your boyfriend honestly, how long? We've been well now. We've been together over seven and a half years, but um, at the point of us like deciding to open, I think we were around the three year mark, maybe almost four years. And I just remember thinking like, like it would be fun to like. I think at first we were gonna try to just go in there together and like do like you know more of a threesome situation, just so that we weren't ever doing it alone. Um, but we just kind of talked about it for years. Like we literally just kind of talked about like what we fantasize and like we started like kind of opening up and like, oh, I think he's cute. Or he was like, oh, she's cute. Or he'll like send me pictures of people that he thinks is attractive and like just other stuff. And like it never really bothered me after a bit. And I was just like, that's so cute. You know, like, you know, he's like opening up to me in that way. But it takes, I think it also takes you being confident in yourself in order for that, for you to even accept that stuff. Someone that you care about, that you love, can be attracted to somebody else, but also still be attracted to you. So it's the security aspect. Yeah, I about the security. I you have security. To, stupid secure. Because security. that's the thing too. Some people think that these two people just don't fuck with each other. They just don't know, nigga. For people to have any kind of ethical non-monogamous relationship and have it work the, co- the correct way, mm-hmm. you have to have such an amount of trust and communication. Yep. Like the people that are decide to get into this world, they're communicating at times more than monogamous, more than monogamous people, people are. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. Mean, Their trust is way deeper. I mean, we started deeper. off monogamous. So like, you know, we're kind of going through the motions of but everybody else, everybody else that we've seen like in their relationship because I don't think we really knew many folks that were non-monogamous we did like when we started finding out like as we were getting more into it you know we would see other people and we'll like find out and we're like oh that makes sense because those people seem so more (laughs) (laughs) self-aware and like then other folks that we would be around so knowing that and i think i did more i mean i obviously did more research than he did because i had the time but like i do like you said earlier i've noticed that folks that are in these types of relationships have a much more open deep connection to each other and they're able to it's there's just it's just less bullshit like i feel like there's less i don't think there's more i mean yes there's more people that are involved but like i feel like there were so many more like anxieties and just like jealousies that i had when i was monogamous than where i am now and again it's about what works for y'all. Yeah. Because some people that's monogamous, you talk about this topic and they start defending monogamy and they start oh, acting yeah. as if you're saying fuck monogamy. Yeah. It's like no one is saying identity. Like they identify with that type of shit. You yeah, know? you caught that that their identity, then you you fucking like who are you? And no you know one is saying, saying you can't do what you do. But my thing is just don't judge people. That's what I'm thinking about. Alternative lifestyles. We have alternative yeah, yeah. relationship mm-hmm. types. Yeah. And like, like, like what you just said, like we were never taught that there are any alternatives. Right. right. We're all taught from the bottom. That you're, and you're like what you were saying, that you're wrong, immoral, evil if you think outside of this set box yep. and square right. and the fact of like a lot of these people nobody people just like i'm just trying to live my fucking life and this is what was comfortable to me i i truly feel like a lot of people can't are, aren't emotionally or even mentally able to communicate this properly but i feel like there's a lot of people that are in monogamous relationships that wish they could explore but they're afraid. They're afraid of judgment. They're afraid of judgment. They're afraid to bring it up. And they might be with a partner that's so heads on against it that yeah. now you're just in an incompatible space and you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. I will also speak for the folks that there is a partner that wants non-monogamy and the other one that doesn't but gets dragged into it. And that usually gives them the, ne- the negative connotations of what non-monogamy is. Because mm-hmm. then that other person wants to cheat half the time too. Yeah, sometimes. But I would also say... That, I mean, at least in terms of 
like non-monogamy, I think that I think that a couple needs to make sure that they have done individual work on their self-love and like themselves before they jump into something like that. Like that's why I mean my boyfriend had to wait because he had cheated. And then that like the, the, the cheating was from him not working on his like self-love. Like he didn't love himself. I'm like, why do you like if you don't love yourself now, think about like all these other folks that you're trying to like you trying to be with in that way. Like, you're never going to find that through other folks. You have to start with yourself. You can't even try it. You can't even do it through me. So, like, that's when we both, like, well, I was already taking, I was already getting therapy at that point. And I had just, like, enjoyed what I had discovered by myself through therapy. So I just kept raving about it to him. And so he finally got into therapy. And that's when he just became more aware of his, like, you know, things that he realized that were just, Things that he needed to work on that he was never able to do before. And I think that's another thing about therapy in general, that most folks don't take the time, like an hour out of their week, to just reflect and just talk about what they've done during that week that, like, you know, could be susceptible to something that they dealt with when they were a child versus how that can, like, affect their lives in the future. And I think that's what therapy normally does. It kind of, like, connects everything together and it helps you to create a better future for yourself. But the thing is, it's like you're not interrupted by anybody. You have another person that is literally just here to help you. And knowing that and knowing that you have like a set time, it's like scheduling like, you know, self-care days and stuff. You know, you have that there to rejuvenate yourself. You schedule um, time to go to the gym so that you make sure you're physically healthy. But like therapy is good for you so that you would like exercise in your mind. You're like, rejuvenating it and like it's, it's it's like food you know it's something that you need yeah um and in that regard i feel like and that's for any relationship be that's monogamous not non-monogamous right. any relationship you should have a handle on yourself your own securities your own everything because a lot of damaged people get with other damaged people and then have a whole bunch of toxicity going on and, un, and don't even realize why they keep spinning their wheels and there's a lot of love that can't happen within that toxicity but it's also damaged every yeah. there's a lot of damage right. going and then you put inflicting more damage on Oh man, there's this great scene in Lovecraft Country. I'm not going to, I'm not going, I'm not going to spoil it. But it, it was the only thing I want to say conceptually is, um, um, the the couple they had a conversation about um, how she was feeling about damage that he had done to her that he didn't even realize he did, uh-huh. and he had to take that lick on. Damn, like mm-hmm. I didn't mean to do it. But because and, 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 and it was written the scene was written and acted so perfectly because I because I've been there and been a defensive person and they were talking about that on the podcast of 80, 90 percent of the time if someone comes at you about how you damage them you're going to most likely be defensive because you yeah. didn't mean to do yeah. it and most yeah. times if you didn't mean to do something you will get defensive because you know your intention but we talk about intention impact. versus impact yeah, sure. so yes. in this scene the dude started to defend himself and then he just was like man you know what. You're right, mm-hmm. and it was just this great. Yes. And and, and it's but it's one of those things, <laughs> one of those moments that not enough couples have. When we talk about introspection, right. we talk accountability. about right. accountability. Just admitting it, just admitting it, and just keep going from there. Like, uh, or, or, or even when, or even looking that, at it. Oh my, what you about to say? No, I was I was gonna say you know absolutely what you're saying. Like when that honesty is there, like when everything is up fucking front. Like, it's very easy to not be resentful or, you know, mm-hmm. suspicious. Like, 
Oh, yeah. Like, that, like that, like makes everything you know really easy, you know, because yeah. we all know what time of day it is. Because because even looking at, it, I was about to say the first thing I was about to say was piggybacking off of what Jay Mix said of when you're about to get defensive, maybe you could think about what if they are right? How could they be right? You know what I mean? Sometimes that has helped me grow in a different ways. Even if I feel like a motherfucker wrong, but how could they be right? Mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? That's hard for a lot of people to but do. But that is... You gotta put yourself in their shoes. Like, yeah. if that were to happen, like, I mean, it's hard for folks, a lot of folks to do that, but like, if you're, like, that's, that's another good thing about therapy. You learn how to listen. Like, you learn how to listen to what, especially, like, let's say if you're doing, like, couples counseling, but I mean, I haven't done that yet, but I feel like just through therapy, like, I've been able to, like, finally, like, kind of get out of that defense mode and like already have a rebuttal for whenever we're having arguments mm-hmm. and I'm literally like just kind of clearing all that out listening to what they're saying processing it and if I disagree with something I'll let them know but the first thing I'll let them know is that I agree with them on this this and this so that they are feeling better about like what they've just said because mm-hmm. otherwise if you, if you start off like oh well I don't agree with you on this mm-hmm. then again they're going to like to be it's, it's a I had to learn yeah. that the hallway with a friend of mine. I said this on a podcast recently. Me and him used to always bump heads, and he had, we had the he, he put it he he put it in words what made us get better at it because he started it. It was mm-hmm. what we didn't what we weren't doing enough bats was I wouldn't say what you were right about before I would tell you what I disagreed about, mm-hmm. and I should I should have started I should start that's why I started trying to put it in my own like 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 okay. This is where you at. This is where I see you. Mm-hmm. But this is where I don't see you. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And sometimes, like you said, that reassurance of letting motherfucker know, like, no, 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 you're not crazy completely, but this is where I'm disagreeing because it made me think of what they say about theater. What other characters say about your character is often true. Now, in real life, that's not necessarily true because people be having shit fucked up, be missing context. But if someone says how you made them feel because of something that you did, right. then you have to take that in because even if you didn't mean to make them feel that way, that's you just did how they something. Feel. Like, they, you can't take back how somebody feels about something, no matter if it's right or wrong. Like, they are feeling it. You can't... Feelings, you... Now, you have to get to the bottom of where they came from. Right. So, I think in this regard, like... Reassurance, saying yes or yes, you're right about this. Then maybe put your disagreement, but then also ask them, hey, how can I make this better for next time? Like, like asking, okay, what can I do? Like just showing that you care afterwards. And you gotta have that trust between each other because that's another thing too. Too often we are we are um button heads with our partners. Mm-hmm. What's that quote that you love, Joe? Um, the, the, the couples need to be instead of going at each other neck it should be the couples versus the problem yeah yeah you know? yeah, yeah we should yeah. we not the problem it's, it's us against the problem not us be the problem yeah yeah, yeah. and that's some, not enough times does that happen or do people like get out the ego get out the anger and sit back and be like hold up guys hold up you my girl you my dude we don't want to be fighting mm-hmm. what's the real issue and that's another hard thing I had this conversation mm-hmm. um, not just recently where I had to tell the person like um Bro, I'm on your team, bro. I have to say that often. And, I feel and, that. Not, and, and just, listen, when I'm on your team and you drop the ball and fuck up on a play and I tell you that you fucked up, that's not saying that the, the, the game is over. That's not saying I want you to be on a different team. Or that you fucked up or that you suck. All right, I might right. say you suck right. because uh, that's why you want to start in five. That's why you <laughs> why you throw the ball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because, dog, I don't, I'm just saying like you fucked up on this. We have to address this so we, we don't do it again. Exactly. Right. Gotta you know be saying? addressed. We gotta like hit it hard, but we can't blow it past. Right. right. Especially because if shit. it is hard and I feel a way about it, I'm gonna feel it about it again. Again and again, it's gonna get worse and it's gonna worse. And then when resentment is is is, is seated, once the seed of resentment happens, right. nothing but water. Hmm. 
But the, things that's not meant to be water gonna be water. Any, anything I have to say to you, bro, it's all like I still think you're the best person on the team. I don't want to ever trade teams. You know what I'm saying? But you can't tell me as human beings that you don't fuck up. And I know I fuck up. And I'm telling you right now as a teammate, I, you told me I fucked up. And I, I, I fucked up. Self accountability. Yeah, right. And that don't make you evil. Right, that <laughs> you know what I mean? only means that you even meant to be or make the person feel the way that it happens, but it has to be addressed. Yeah, and right. the thing is, I feel I feel like I'm trying to be vulnerable with you and comfortable with you to come to you about the problem I have with you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Instead of just holding it in and doing some other shit right. or just yeah. letting it build up or what have you. And without all of this, there's no way you could be in a non-monogamous relationship because you now you're adding another entity. Because yeah. oftentimes I'm like, a relationship's already two entities having yes. to deal with all the insecurities, all the vulnerabilities, all the issues, all the problems, and you guys have to be straight. And the thing is, some people I think think that it's impossible to be that straight to be able to have another entity. It yeah. might be impossible for you, right. but it's not impossible for every one of us seven billion people in this exactly. world. Right. It's not one size fits all. Nothing is. Right. And I'll also say, I mean, a lot of folks are like, I just don't know if I can, like, how can you, how can you handle more than one person or whatever? And I'm like, well, you have kids, don't you? <laughs> you have more than one. You have more than one friend. To- uh, you, like some folks have more than one sibling mm-hmm. and they're like, especially if you're diving into polyamory, you're like, so how can you love more than one person at the same time? Like, well, if you're a parent, do you love more one, one child over the other? Do you love one sibling over the other? Mm. Like, how does that work? Like, who do you go to for certain things versus another person? Like, it's kind of like when, like, even when I have like my own friends, like I have certain friends for certain things and like they all, like it takes a community to make up, like, to raise a child, but to, at least for me, like, I love my little communities. They, they all, like, give me different ideas and, like, just, just, and they make me who I am. So, like, why just reserve it? takes a community why try to, to make a, a Why try to make community out of one person when you have other folks that are, like, already vibing with you? So, that's how I, that's how I approach it. And, I mean, I, again, we can, we can talk about this more, but, like, I, I, overall, that's, I really feel as though because of, me diving into non-monogamy and ethical non-monogamy however you want to say it i do feel like i'm just a more whole person i even think when it comes to some of the issues that i have been like advocating for like my black rights as a black woman about freedoms and liberations like i've learned a lot of those principles through being monog or sorry non-monogamous because they're almost two they're almost one and the same uh and I did mention that on my podcast. I feel like I'm, I bring that up all the time, but like I just feel it's so important and it's very, <sighs> y'all. <laughs> Look at you. Say- and then, like, every time I, like, when I think about it, I'm just like, I know, and I'm doing this for myself. And then like people are always like, so what does your family think about it? What does your friends think about it? And I'm like, they're still gonna love me because I haven't changed my, like, if they're more worried about what I'm doing in the bedroom, like, Come on on now. What am I doing to contribute to their lives? What am I doing to, you know, like, there's so many other things I have. That I'm, that I'm doing. Oh, but Jessica, baby, you can't be out of me. Would you be able to do it? Like, you know, think about it, you know? Think about it in that way. Like, you you raised me to be this person. Let me show you. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because cause that's the thing. It, it goes back to when you look at 
dog, what, what works for that person and the people, as long as everybody on the same page, that's what it all should be about because you, we all don't think differently. We all don't love differently. We all don't have the same needs. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, when I look at my first brush of knowing what non-monogamy was, was looking at uh, Ruby Davis and um, Ozzy and Ruby. Ozzy Davis and Ruby D. And it's like, they wrote a whole book about how throughout their relationship they uh they would choose when they would be non-monogamous and they'll choose when they'll come together on it and it was like they, they felt like they were better friends because they didn't pretend like they weren't attracted to other people and they just had certain rules on it because that's another thing too it's not like everybody's willy-nilly no like you and your partner comes up with the dynamic and come up with the rules and the guidelines of how things gonna be um in their book they were Ozzy and Ruin these old school this ain't even like they think people think this shit new no these are motherfuckers old school couple right, right. who are like together in the same um ashes are together Apparently they got like uh, ain't nothing new under the sun, bro. Right. So um, so they was like like if like if 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 Ruby was like man, I don't fuck with her. He couldn't do it. You know, you know what I mean? Like there there's certain things where it's like they would bring it to the table. Are you okay with this? This is a per- da, 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 da. and that person had the right to sign off and be like, uh uh-uh, uh, not that Isaac one. Brought this one bitch. <laughs> or maybe I was like, Ruby brought this one nigga over. I don't want to fuck you with she that nigga. She brought dick. motherfucking Sydney party together. My motherfucker, I said, bitch, if you don't get this nigga out of my house, Sydney, Sydney, if you don't get your upright ass out of my house right Sydney? now, 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 out of all the dicks you want to suck, you gonna fuck Sydney. Sydney? Oh, no fucking party. Well, bitch, you want to bring her to get in my house? Why ain't lighting up for you? You had to get that motherfucking cat on me, nigga? How much you black ass? You had to get cat on me. That's what you had to do, you get cat on me. Oh, Ozzy. But you got the Oscar winning motherfucker. But either way, but but <laughs> but but <laughs> end of the day, like you gotta know what works for y'all. And I just don't get into the judgments of others. It might not work for you. Don't let it work for you. But it's not just about having threesomes, and not just about oh, you might as well be single. Cause no, that's the thing. They don't want to be single. If you're in a couple and you decide to be non-monogamous because no, I love you. I want you. It's just something in my brain that's different from your brain has the ability to like or love or cater to have other friendships. And if you're one of those type of people, just like some people like grits and some people don't like grits, some people like cheese, some people don't like cheese. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? If the world was made for all us to like and be the same way, it would be a fucked up, sucky-ass world. I don't think any of us should be contributing to that as long as no one is getting hurt. Yeah. Yep. What's that TV show that has that, you know, that some of the drum, you're like, you know, we all don't beat to the same drum. You started going like this, and I was thinking um, out of the box when you sing that last song. Oh, no. <laughs> so I was like, what I went to Arthur. Arthur yeah. was straight to my head when I sing. Hey, yeah. I, mean, I like, okay, we're going to hit the bongo. Yeah. Man, that's some shit, man. I remember on the Deja Pell skit, but it's a real song. It's on the TV show. It's like, you know, the world, um, is it, was it Growing Pain or some shit like that? Growing Pain. I love Growing Pain. Like, the song, like, Show me we'd all, that smile. We'd all beat to the same drum or some shit like that. I didn't watch Growing Pain. That, that was I might have caught like one or two episodes. One on my, one on my docket. Yeah, one on my docket. You hear me? Everybody got different needs though. All done, like all the done. But uh, like yes, yeah, so and we can get into this topic another day, another time. Cause it's like, a again, complex, co- that's mm-hmm. it's a complex lot that, topic. It's a lot if you want to hear it. more though, mm. I Plug. just started and uh, <laughs> I just started a Patreon exclusive series called Chronicles of Sex and Non-Monogamy, where I talk about all things sex and non-monogamy. And I'm going to be going on there. Like, right now, I have some folks that have already been trying to holler at me that are going to be on the show. And I also got folks I've already had sex with. So, we're just going to talk about <laughs> our experiences Real. and everything. And then, you know, we're just going to have a good time talking about it. So, that's going to be exclusively on the Self War Millennials Patreon. Boom. Cool. Hit them up. Right, but cool. one thing I do, I did want to just ice in on the cake shit. I want you to be aware of the ownership aspects of and entitlement mm. aspects of how we're taught to love because I think a lot of people's issues with non-monogamy goes into the 
the ownership aspects of how we think the possessiveness. That's people get defensive though. They the defensive like I'm not owning anybody. No. I just don't want them with anyone. I'm like that's the same that's thing. That's just a safe. Yeah, exactly. That's, 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 that's still cool. That's cool. That's still cool. Dependency. In, there's a lot of terms and words and things and securities that yeah. go into this. And I, 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 if people would be real honest with themselves, no judgment. Because the thing is, is this: if this is you, that is fine. Yeah. But just know that it's a fact, and that's one of your reasons why you can't do it. But mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, I, I just own you know, it. own it, right. own that, examine it, yeah, I mean, introspection. But anyway, let's get into that. It's too fit of the dude. The got his first gun, he ready to murder He out of control, like a swollen bourbon I don't even drink, if I see you, I ain't see you Nah, I don't even blink, nah, I don't even think that I'm here But if I see you and I like you, I'ma smile Is this really who I am, huh? Then versus now, life is too wild This shit is out of hand I'm just trying to live, but y'all don't give a damn I'm just trying to be cool, I don't wanna lose my Lose my mind, lose my smile, lose my shirt But if you know me, then you know I go berserk Then you know I go berserk Then you know I go berserk So, uh Yeah, Brianna Taylor How about that? So Like (laughs) Wanting endangerment is something that I feel like the entire black community should be able to call on America if we're going to start just throwing terms around. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, after all of this hooping and hollering, after all these marches, after all this talking, after all this fighting, after all, all, this, all this, all this mm-hmm. shit, dog. So, social justice, you know, all those super athletes speaking on this shit. I, I mean, so much. Even politicians, even lawmakers, like, so all of this, dog, this should have been one of the most obvious cases where, here go the thing, where you should at least, at least have one person Going to jail yeah, for killing someone. Right. You know what I mean? That's all we wanted. Dog. A bunch of people sh- shot guns. Fine, whatever. But if you would have gave a nigga one motherfucker at the very least to just go to jail for the very simple, very simple case of he killed this woman in her sleep. Right. He killed this civilian. He killed someone. That you know what I mean? Like there was no, there was, there was no reason for this woman, this person to be dead. And at the end of the day. Everybody got off, and the one person that got something, he got hit with the bullets that didn't hit the girl. Right. Like, who he, he could have hit. The, the so neighbor, the white neighbor, the, the, the neighbors in the community who he could have hit, he got charged with that. Not who he killed, not who was actually hit, but the person who, who he could have hit, which makes no sense because if you will be charged for who you could have hit, you know what's crazy? Why you ain't charged? Who yeah, you hit? Right. Who it's absurd. That's crazy. Like, you know. How you I hate know? when common sense don't match up with laws, dog. What you saying? That is common time? sense, dog, because you're going to tell me that you can't charge no officer because you don't know what bullet hit Breonna Taylor. But you do know the bullets that hit the wall. And you know where that caliber came from. And you care about that wall. Right. That how wall. Did, how did they legally do it? This is what like, I think. How I think did they, they pull, had, I, pull that off? I think they just grabbed one of the cats that was the lowest ranking on that bitch that was firing, threw his ass under the bus. Put him on the wall and tell him like, listen, you ain't gonna do too much time, but we're gonna put a case on you to make people satisfied. Mm-hmm. Of course. But the thing is, with that wall shit, it was such an egregious move that it was like, dog, it's such a slap in the face that it's like, no. I feel like they were so, they thought they had a real smooth move, and that's how tone deaf and like fucking stupid Kentucky is. I think, I think they really thought that they was gonna be like, we giving them something. No, you want to think about it. Did you remember like a lot of there were a lot of the businesses were boarding up like right before the verdict came out. Yeah. Like they knew what was about to happen. Wow. Like. They just was not going to sell out their cops. 
Right. At the end of the day, because you think that's, they, really crazy. that's what it really came down to. They was that not going to really sell out crazy. their cops. They wasn't going to admit that they could have been wrong. Because the thing is, they felt like they had good information. She used to date this this drug dealer, and they was feeling like they was coming in on a drug dealer. They had the no knock. They claimed this was, this was the loophole that they got away with. A neighbor allegedly heard them say police. And it, oh, no, a witness allegedly heard them say police. Now, now wow. another story came out later that was saying they was doing some whole other shit. But, you know, after the fact, all kind of yeah, shit come fuck, out. Right. But, that, like, that so that witness giving them the right away, saying that it Says wasn't that the just like, say announcing with police. police, and that made it seem like the boyfriend shot at police knowing yeah, that they were police. police. That's wow, so, son. That's, bro. That's a story book. That Duh. is right. so fake. Yeah, bro. <laughs> For some reason, I started thinking about that movie about the, um, the gen- sorry, the, the, the Central Park Five, and they were, like, mm-hmm. trying to interrogate them boys. I feel like that's what they did to those neighbors. They were like, we want you to say this, and if you admit it, then we can, you know, write a report about it. Because it's so flimsy. Like, that's a very flimsy, like... So when you saw police, you, didn't, see, you didn't hear police, people talking about police or say the word police at all anytime you're out here. Well, I might have heard the word, thank you. Off of just one right. neighbor, just one neighbor. I don't the know word. the specifics. They say they had a witness. They a might witness. they might have more than one. I don't know. But I remember reading that the thing the one of the biggest things that worked because you gotta already know that in their job description they're almost allowed to kill us. You're <laughs> like already huh? cops already get off anyway. Yeah, so then when you throw them. in, okay, we're trying to figure out a way to make us not wrong, because you gotta remember, their investigation had bad information. Then people don't wanna make themselves look faulty like of that. Not, to yeah. say that our bad information got this woman killed. Right. You know what I mean? No. So they wanna rather go, no, we did everything by the book. Even someone heard us say police. We shot, but they shot back. So it was a casualty of war type shit. And we paid the family 12 mil. You got to take this in. They made a settlement with the family to make themselves also look good. Even yeah. though the even though the family, I'm like, take but that 12 million because 12 million is power. 12 take million. money is power. Oh, see, some people say no. They're like, I said, I said no. I said 12, yeah. 12, 12, 12 million makes them look guilty, though. Right. I was, I was, 12 million just ain't enough. I'm not yeah, going. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of white, especially white folks. They will, they will shut you up with some money or something that'll make you shut up. Like, I ain't like saying that. shut up though. I, ain't, I, don't, well, I don't think you should be shut up. What I'm saying is like that's what they be trying to do. No, 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 no. You, you need to shut up, okay? But because like, I should, I should still, because that's what the family's still talking about it. So they obviously didn't take shut up money. So it was just a fucking settlement. It was a wrong, but that's the fucked up part. It's a wrongful death settlement. Wrongful death settlement. No, no, no. Look at these words. You know you're wrong enough. To pay me money to call it a wrongful death, right. but it's not wrong enough to get this nigga put in jail. You know how crazy. That's why I say so, I hate when so common sense to wrongness, bro. I hate when the <laughs> law and common sense don't come together. Yeah, because that's what's happening here. It's like, dog, y'all like, because the thing is, you do need to get that lady people some money, get more money yeah. than that. Yeah, get money, but, but still no give them justice too. What the fuck? Who that is incredible. Them Twelve million. Was it? Was it Louisville? Or was it... Uh, was it the police department? Yeah, who was it? I, like, I, was it was the police. I think it was the police No, 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 no. Like it, it, came out, it came out of our... It came out of taxpayers' so situation. Is that, is that federal? Um, probably, no, probably state. No, it's probably state. If it was state, state Kentucky... Yeah, that's I would have to look that part up, but I'm still saying the reason why I don't hate on the family for taking the money is because money gets you power to be able to do other things as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, no, take that money, but t- I wish you could have gotten more money because there's this other case where this white lady got like triple that. Yeah. And the nigga, it was a, a man of color, a cop of yeah. color, went the fucking jail. So, it's like, it's so funny when y'all do these right, it was blatant. Easy. When it be that blatant. Dog, they even had like 
testimony that they tried to get her boyfriend to testify that she had a part in taking everything that was going on with his old, whatever he had going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried and to I get the, like, the X. So the X, not even the current, the X. They tried to get the X to flip on her. That's real. And crazy. it's like, bro, we, we, y'all act like we don't see none of this. It's really in our face, and then y'all gonna be like the wall. They, no, it's not that they're not specifically saying the wall. They're saying no, the neighbors. I'm saying. No, the wall, the neighbors, the endangerment, yeah, whatever. whatever Whoever, semantics. people that didn't yeah. get hit. <laughs> yeah, the semantics of where the bullets fly, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Y'all do all that, dog, and expect your sound not to be burned down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and, it's really absurd. You, you do all that, dog, because uh, that, 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 that to everyone across the board, across America, because it happens time and time again, and this is another true slap in the face to let us know that this system will never have our back, no matter how much we believe in it, because they don't have its own back. Except for when it applies to them. Not this system. A system can be created. <laughs> but they got to... I, I think, I think this system... Gotta, actually, no, I honestly believe this system is created really great. They just only use it in their favor. Whoever it's how, not an equal part of the system. Because I think when you look at some of the levels of the system, if it works on an equal playing field, it could actually work. If this whole idea that all nations of all nations could come together and live and put this shit together for real, it could work. But that shit's on paper. In reality, motherfucking white folks don't want that shit because that doesn't work in their favor. That's so why they, use, they only use it when it's with them, and then they only break that down when it comes to class of money, and then it goes to different levels of that. But again, that's when you get into semantics. We could either say this system could work for us if they did this, this, and that, or call a spade a spade and say it would have to be another system for it to work for us. Either way it goes, I, but I think that something what, would have to fucking change for it to work for us. Is the point that I'm making because. I can go down whichever road with you, but I either think, way think, it goes, think, something got to change that's not the way it currently is. You know what I be thinking about too, though, son? I think it's a mindset word got to change before the law. But change is the word. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's all I'm going to. It's change. I need your the way, it, way, think, the way think, it is. I think both of y'all are right, really. But then on the flip side of that, I think no matter what system gets created, like there's always going to be a group that's in power over the other ones. The issue isn't that specifically as much as whoever is the majority, whoever is in power, whatever, whatever, you shouldn't have the laws also working to your advantage. Okay. It's one thing if you have an advantage, you know what I mean? It's another thing. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing if the system is designed to work for you too. It's like, shit, then so the laws go work for you too. So like, why damn. Would but why wouldn't, why wouldn't they, they set it up like that? But that's the problem. They're set up. Yeah, that's why you got to take it. That's why, that's why we got to equal out all the power. Because it go back to what Joe said. And Joe was saying something that, again, I don't, we've said this countless times on the motherfucking podcast, son. Uh, about how, like, at the end of the fucking day, the way they have things set up currently. It's not working. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just, and it's meant to be that way. Because on paper, America is amazing. But no, the America paper, that's on paper has, has, has never, it has never been the America that is. Fuck no. You feel me? No. I'm mad that we have two parties, son. Like, why we all couldn't vote on just one person that we elect as a nation that's going to represent us and be our principal? Because that's all the fucking president is, the principal of the school. Nah, son, it need, it just don't have the same ideals. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's, yeah. When you talk about unilateral like that, you kind of breaking some shit because we, I, I understand the need for parties because there's so many people yeah, yeah, that right. believe so many things. Right. So if you just had, if you didn't have parties. You, you have different parties. The well, way the parties like, are need to also say so much that just needs to be different. <laughs> like we have to change like the fundamentals. I just feel like most of them parties are like, broke down with like based on tax dollars on most of that shit. I'm like I'm like what that's who they work for the most. 
And that's who they're going to kill for the most. But who has the most dollar? When I feel like we elect all, like one person, you know what I'm saying, some kind of level, like, at least puts a unified thing that we all come to agreement on something. Who, how would that happen? How would everyone vote on one person? That I doesn't happen. That, that doesn't happen when we have I ten mean, people to choose from. And you think that you would think that a whole a whole of us would vote on one person? That wouldn't happen, G. That's 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 nearly impossible. Man, uh, everybody, I mean, right now we we we. we mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. But I wanted to steer this even more so to um, one reason I brought you on, Jay Mix, was something that you said on your Facebook that was very interesting. Um, <clears throat> at the Breonna Taylor's case, and right before Tory Lane's album, there was this, <laughs> there was this moment in time where it was like all us niggas and all us black men were stepping up and saying, I'm sorry, Breonna, that suck, Breonna, Breonna, Breonna. Da, 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 da. I'm a man for this. For, I stand with you, Brianna. Mm -hmm. And everybody mm -hmm. was very performative mm -hmm. that had penises or whatever. And you Not was, just people with penises. White folks, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really appreciated that. And you, you like, were very yeah. specific on that. Fuck all that. I just wanted to, like, you expound a bit on, like, yeah. how are you At feeling? At that point, I was also, like, again, this was about the time I was about to leave my job, too. So I was just like, we didn't need your apologies. Your apologies are not warranted here. Like, that's not changing anything. We needed your action. Like, I'm like I would much rather you see you doing something about it than just apologizing for it after the fact. Because most of the thing, most of the time, these people that are apologizing hadn't even done much in the, to begin with. They were just on the the social media trend, like talking about it, having these mm -hmm. conversations. I mean, they're warranted. Like every little bit counts. But like, it really takes action. Like you have to be out there in those streets telling people that you care about black women. Otherwise. Mm -hmm. If you just hiding behind like your care like through a, a phone like that's not gonna do anything. And some don't even do that much. Yeah, like I would rather that. see someone with a, a a sign saying I love black women like in a grocery store where everybody like you know something like that like that would resonate with me because the thing is like so much is happening online so so much is so much of yeah. it is happening like but not in real life. Yeah, not even in real life like yeah. so. And I mean, also, like, I, I go to, like, all the protests. So I'm just, like, I know mm -hmm. what it means to be visible. And to I know who be that, too, motherfucker. Yeah. I see who that there. Uh-huh. Yeah. The problem, too, is this, too. The Breonna Taylor case and many other cases have showed us that online is very powerful. If you have a, if you, if you, if do, you have a, if you, if you, if you're very intentional and you could get a base and you could get people with it, like online is what have us um, knowing about Breonna Taylor in the first place, and which, which only hurts the fact that that means we know there's at least 50 other Breonna Taylors that we'll never know about. And right. that's, that gets me even more so. But the, the, the key thing I love that you said just now was you're online, yes, but I think you need to put in, but also in your real life. It's great if you do that online because there's people that yeah. aren't. Yes. Because I don't want you to just. I, I want. I want it all. Be about I don't like or and, be about and I want it all. Yeah, don't yeah. get keyboard warriors. I want either. Right. I, but I don't want it to just be in your real life and then you hiding the bitch. But you can talk about everything else online. Yeah. You talking about this this TV show online? You talking about your money online? You talking about all this dumb shit online? But you can't put up. You can't share one thing about this black woman or this black man that got shot in the streets. That's what I'm saying. I ain't, I'm saying on neither regard. Do both. Yeah. I want both. I want you a keyboard warrior. And I want you in real life warrior. Like do both because that's when your credibility come when you got something to fucking say positive or negative. But the thing is, it was it was just very interesting because um, it's interesting just sitting back sometimes and like looking at the hypocrisies or the uh, yeah, dog. You know, I ain't a lot. So I just the performance of, of it all. I had posted up before Not you go to that. Just the performance. But what you about to say? I, said, I had posted an apology before I saw your post. And I posted it. I actually got it from your <laughs> And I felt like, I don't know, I felt, uh, 
Nah. <laughs> and I posted that bitch because I don't really, I don't post much at all. I'm not a posting kind of person. So when I posted it, I posted because I was like, damn, son. I felt, mm-hmm. I felt personally like, what the fuck could I could have did more? Because mm-hmm. I'm always asking. I've asked them niggas like, I when I, I came, I saw the post and I went to Martin. I was like, son, I think it's about me. And mm-hmm. I was like, son, what, like, what do I do? You know what I'm saying? I, I said, I don't, I'm not about to take it down because I still do feel like bad about well, this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time. What can I do? You know what I'm saying? Have I, have I not? I know I haven't done enough, but I still don't know what is more to do. I still want to, like, what does that conversation even sound like? Because right. we have it, we talk about it on the podcast, and we do what we can on the streets. We do what we can between each other. Right. But then, like, you know. So, why did you think that post was about you then? Because um, it happened real quick. Like, no, but what I'm saying that, is. And I was like, the timing was like, oh. Okay. Well, no, I had literally just. I'm like, I was seeing a lot of apology posts, and then I saw yours, and I was like, okay, that's it. Like, yeah, yours but, was like the. But no, what I'm saying is, you weren't talking to him. No, no. You, know, you know what I mean? That's he what I'm saying. He was definitely in that number. Yeah, because he apologized. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, well, I don't, I don't I think. I guess because, like, um, I guess, I guess, because in part of me, I felt guilty that I felt maybe I didn't do enough, and like this apology wasn't maybe this apology ain't ain't don't need to be here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If that's how you felt, I'm just asking because I mean, that's the thing too. Because I, I, it wasn't all the fact like she pointed out me, but oh, like no. I did holler because I was hit because I didn't because I did feel like did I do not do enough? I mean, if you have and, the, and, and like you know, if you have to question and, yourself and things. Then that's then that's fair. But and when that, I'm, and, you know, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All I was trying to say was, I don't think that every and I didn't apologize, so I'm not saying this is a hit dog being holler. That wasn't my angle on it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that every nigga that apologized to Brianna was necessarily coming from a fucked up place or coming from a place where they didn't have previous credibility that they had the nerve or the right to be able to apologize. When she put that up there, I felt like she was talking to these motherfuckers that all of a sudden say, I'm sorry, Brianna, but for all these six months and say shit about Brianna and been fighting against black women, been like been being these fucked up people all these six months. And then on this sixth month, when we get this verdict, want to be down with the, want to be down. That's how I took her post. That's like, I'm asking you like, when you, I didn't, I didn't take, I didn't from the outside take her as speaking to you because I've been with you all the time and see all the shit you do for black women. So it was confusing yeah. me that you took it that way. So that's why I say if you having a personal thing, that's yeah. just your ass off, my nigga. But I'm saying I feel like there's like if, no, if, if, if there's like, like they got activist motherfuckers out here that could easily be like, sorry, Brianna, and none of us could be like, say my nigga, who's at every motherfucking march that that organizes shit all the motherfucking time that made like three different movies about the topic no i'm not gonna say you can't apologize you're saying you're apologizing (laughs) to brianna but like you're also in a way apologizing to like someone like me or any other black woman it's like and this is one thing that um angela kinlaw is like she's like the leader of the workers group she said this at like a women's march they had a couple of months ago but she said something so poignant and I was just like she said give us our flowers while we yet live mm-hmm. and I was like Hugh. and I've always just every time I see people giving like apologies and everything and I'm like that's like giving your flowers after they died like give people your flowers give black women their flowers while they live like show us that you want to see that change before it happens to us right so right yeah that's all I want to say on that and I'm out yeah and I feel like they got some motherfuckers that do that and they get to say I'm sorry. And the ones that don't, yeah. don't get to say yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, nigga. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? I don't know. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was just like, I don't want to be one of them niggas. Niggas I, I never see talking about nothing. It was like a good like eight or nine posts, like back to back. It's like, wait, I'm sorry. Because I did see a lot of niggas. And I was, I see a lot of niggas that I was like, these niggas don't be like that for real. And I'm like, I 
just go up like niggas that don't like, even uh, post, like niggas that don't even post on a regular. Right. It's like okay, but it's all like right. When something like that comes out, like you know, it, it's you it's know. it's a it's a reaction. It's an emotional reaction to something that they know. Like it's kind of like that. Everything's been building up. Like they're just. It's almost like a suppression, and all of a sudden it happens. And like it's kind of like when it's kind of like when let's say you have unfinished business with somebody that passes away all of a sudden. And like you know that unfinished business, unfinished business is there, but then they die, and like all of it comes out. It's kind of like that. So I mean, that's just the comparison I can think of. But in that regard, it's like okay, what can you do so that you're not like hooping and hollering mm-hmm. once they're gone? Mm-hmm. Like do the work so that you don't have to, you don't have that on your conscience, and that it's not suppressing, you know? And totally. <clears throat> the complex nature of it is also that like. Some of the people that ain't never said shit to, we got to give them this rope. Some of them might be earnest and still as well be guilty of what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like, like people are so complex that a nigga who probably had was stoned might have heard that verdict and that thing might have been the thing to, yeah, that's like, very yeah. possible to crack. That's what happened to me. You know what I mean? I was stoned and I was like, this is fucked up. You ain't been stoned. We've been on this podcast talking about so oh many situations God. where you've been emotional and flipping oh out. I know. I'm talking about this. You, right. you. No, this ain't no. I ain't talking about this. I'm talking about this situation. This one alone when I was like, bro, because like, this, I do, I, when I talk about posting, because you know I don't post, dog. I say a lot, but I don't post too much because like, I'm just, I'm just a lazy nigga when it comes to that. And what you do is typically real shit, Joe. I don't know why you want this bullet so bad, but we'll let you have it. You can have it. I don't it. know, son. I feel like I would you like to have it for more. Bullet. Keep it, B. Keep have that, B. You can bro, have it, son. Because this. I'm not going to give me a sign. It's, it's like, it's like it's, remember we had this conversation once before with somebody, a friend of ours, that was taking a lick, and you was feeling like you was just trying to talk him out of taking this lick. I remember that. And remember, and I, I was like, and that. I was telling you, I was like, well, bro, if this man keep trying to tell you he want to take this lick, don't try to talk him right. out that lick. He got something going on you don't yeah, know about. Right. So I'm being that person right, right now taking my own advice. <laughs> right. And I'll be like, well, since my nigga won't take this lick so bad. I cannot tell you I how to feel. How the f- I don't know. I, I don't cannot know. tell you how to feel. We just finished talking about this. <laughs> Did we not? We talked about this for 25 minutes. Straight. Oh, <laughs> Let niggas feel how you feel. Feel how you feel, you feel bro. <laughs> Jeez. I could have done before, you know what I'm saying? What about all my niggas in the, in the jail or the feds or the ground or the feds for? Come on, man. That's a baby. Like, for real, I'll be, but honestly, dog, no more. I, I always tell you this all the time, son. What more can we do? I always sit and I always be wondering, dog, like, because we be in the streets and we do all that shit, and I be thinking, dog, fuck. I don't know, though. There's no answer to that because it's an ongoing thing. There's never right. enough. Right. Just do it's what you can enough. and work within your lane and working with you what's possible for your own sanity as well, bro. That's all I would say. Yeah. It could be writing a script. It could be doing a podcast. It could be marching up and down. It could be going to the fucking council meetings. It could be voting. It could be running for something. There's so many lanes. Yes. There's so many lanes that's very productive and positive, dog. Just yeah. choose a couple. Yeah. And ride the motherfuckers, yeah. dog. That's all I tell anybody. Don't judge you. Where your land at? Because not everything is for everybody. Ain't, every, ain't everybody can't walk up and down for fucking every day. Everybody ain't a marching. But everybody, but, but what can you do? Because that's another thing, too. Some people just stop at marching and they be like, oh, I, don't, I don't know what's up. Nigga, 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 do something. Write something. It's Vote something. Yes. Like, do, create something. Being an activist is a 24-7. Raise you a kid. Up, you used to go to sleep. Like, yeah. Mentor a child. Would right. you about to say, I'm sorry? Oh, no, I was just saying, it's just, it's, it's so much more than just like you said, like marching. Like, that's to kind of. That's what I like. Yeah. 
But I, you know what? The funny thing is, and I mentioned this before, like I feel so much more protected out there than marches. People be like so scared to go, and I'm like, well, especially black people, I'm like, you don't have nothing to worry about. Not these days. And yes, I talked to like activists that were marching back in the 60s, and they're like, well, y'all got more white people than we did, you know, like, and so, you know, just it's different. It's still, you're still fighting for the same thing, but like, you can tell that it has it's progressed since that time. I think there's a fear there because I think there's a fear that because of the justice system that supports white supremacy, mm-hmm. that, that if anything were to pop off and things were to get dangerous, that it would not work out in our favor. Well, here's the thing, and um, I was actually on the bridge when they did the tear gassing a couple of months ago in June. And one of the things that we did, the first thing that we did, we all were like, white people to the front, you know, like to the front of the the brigade so that, you know, whoever gets the brunt of it first is gonna be white people. Now that sucked because my boyfriend was with me. So I was just like, oh, damn. He got to go all the way up there. I got to be all the way back here. Like, you know, you can- Back on the bus again, huh? Right. (laughs) But I mean, even in those regards, like the white people that are out there, they are ready to die for the black people. And that's why I'm like, that's why I feel comfortable out there. Because I feel like if I'm- I'm ready to die for them. Right. And like, <laughs> there are instances where like, they were like, you know, like, let's say like we have a rally, like I think we were in, um, what is that park out there uh, by, by the city hall? Duncan Plaza, we were there and we were about to start a little rally or whatever. And then they saw someone getting arrested. It was a black woman. Um, and I think it like they were just trying to detain her or something like that, but like in the police car and like everybody was like, Oh, something's happening, we gotta go over there and like get her out or like and like we literally surrounded the police car that she was in and we literally stayed there and until they let her out. And I mean that's all it was and like it, it we really felt like justice was served. But think about it, if we weren't there, who would have who who knows what happened? She would have been jail or worse. Right. That's how this shit go. And and I like what you talking about the evolution. Like that through technology, our weapons have evolved. You know what I mean? At one point in the '60s, they had because you asked me the other day about sit-ins, and these days sit-ins have evolved to die-ins. And you know yeah. what I mean? People they got it like uh, what they call them uh, occupy. That's what it is yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, occupy your spot. You know what I mean? But like things like. A sit, it was just sitting at a counter. Now motherfuckers are sprayed out, laid out all over spots. You know what I mean? It was just marching. Now we got these networks all over the world where you can make a video that goes viral. And now there's marches all over the world now instead of just in your city. Like yes. as technology improves, as our weapons get get big, as our weapons improve, as we as we get more sophisticated, things get more sophisticated. But the thing that's necessary is the empathy, and a lot of times that's what's that's lacking. Because the spirit, you said a lot about technological. And, and, and industrial and mechanical things that have, 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 have evolutionized. But evolutionized? Spirit, you make up a word every episode. <laughs> well, come on, evolutionized. Come on. But the spirit is one thing that has been subtle in, 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 the, in the American uh, hemisphere. It's, it hasn't been reached its potential as a country because spiritually we have, we locked in low, low fiber around this motherfucker. I mean, you know what I'm, saying? I'm not going to disagree with you because I think it also, you know, I think we're saying the same thing of you said it on a, on a spiritual level. I'm just saying it on just on a human level of empathy of like more of us need to care about the next motherfuckers. So, cause that's the thing too. In the sixties, every, like more black people in the fifties, you know, previously, like more of this, us were dealing with the same shit so directly that niggas had to come together. Because right. now after you done done the sit-ins and they don't appreciate that shit, what else to go to after that? But no, that's like, not like, what I'm, Joe, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is 
they fought in the and they had apathetic people there then too because people try to act like everybody grandma was out there. No, no, no. There are people out there talking shit about Martin Luther King What's that and Malcolm X. Right? You know, everybody wants to claim it after the fact, right? But no. Then, like as it's happening, like Martin Luther King wasn't like I mean, yeah, no. he was getting big, but like a lot of people did a not. A lot of people did him. not until he <laughs> until he got yeah, killed. Yeah, until he got killed. But I, but I was. Everybody's like, oh yeah, I was at, I was at, I was down. I was at Mike So let's. <laughs> so let's not act like everybody was because it's just like right now when the story gets told right now it's gonna be way more people down with progressiveness 50 oh, years yeah. from now while everybody people right now those social justice warriors are doing too uh, much what you know what i mean it's gonna, it's gonna change be on the right it's, side like, of history right everyone yeah. wants to be on the right side of history mm -hmm. but what i'm saying is but when we go further back when we're less um uh, uh sophisticated i guess i could say when we're, most of us is going through the same shit they band together differently. Now we've been spoiled. They're staying that I, I can be a rich black man and say fuck you in this country right now and still deal with racism, but I can get to a point of that, that I can say fuck you. Right. In you the 50s, you percentage. couldn't get too far and say fuck right. you, black. You know what I'm saying? Right. And through that, we've get, developed these apathies and these resentments. I don't know if it's resentment is the right word, but definite apathy that separates us in a manner that when people say um, the black community to come together, that usually bothers me because it's like saying we some monolith and one person could mm -hmm. just make everybody just jump too. But I do understand it on the level of just the awareness of, yo... We not where we need to be. I feel like that it's that a, generation. It's a, it's a at this point, like all come together for survival, baby. We we are sixteen percent, and we need to progress as a sixteen percent because they try to take us away. And like it's, it, I feel like it was more back then. They recognized the us, even the coons, even the people that were talking about. I think they still recognize them. America yeah, sucks for us. Yeah. They got motherfuckers here because things are better. That will not fight for nothing or care about nothing because things aren't the worst. Oh no, we get your slice of the pie. You become very complacent. Ooh. Ooh. And your own slice? Huh. And, and if a nigga miss they turn, well, hey. <laughs> that fish don't fry in the kitchen, my nigga. <laughs> that so and that beans don't burn on the grill. So it was also so funny that so directly after, uh, I'm sorry, Brianna, everybody was on the Tory Lanez album and flipping on Megan. And <laughs> I, I want to respect you, dog. I did not listen to the album. So I did look. That was all you, bro. I did. Me, I was going to turn off some journalistic shit because so, I want to hear exactly what he said. Me and Joe was having a conversation off mic because um I was saying I'm I'm not. First and foremost, I never listened to no Tory album before this. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm like I'm not about to listen to him now that he shot a black lady. Fuck yeah, that. Fuck I could go read the lyrics if I want the mess. If it's just about the mess and want to see what he's gonna say, I could go read the lyrics by putting a coin in his pocket and I still got the mess if I want to know the mess. Mm -hmm. But I said I just refuse to get this nigga a spin because he's obviously exploiting the situation. He obviously laid back, listened to all the shit that all of um the chauvinistic type black niggas was saying that to give him some fucking out. Then he like, oh, I'm about to make money off this situation. Now, this is what I will say. That was smart. It was very smart it of him to do. But it was sleazy as fuck. fuck. It was so sleazy and unbecoming, dog. Because I'm like, my nigga, like, who you? Dude, it, it, it was like one of this. It wasn't no real nigga shit to me, son. To make an album right. off it. To, yes. to, to try, try to get money off the situation. And, 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 and even if you read what he talking about in the album, he's still trying to shoot a shot at her, seemingly. He's still, what? um, he's still, he's saying, he contradicts himself sometimes. Like, I didn't do it, but you know, you wouldn't know because you was drunk. We was both drunk. Who really knows? I could have happened. It was like, I still won't fuck with you, crazy. You know what I mean? What? And I like Kylie. Yeah. And I like Kylie, too. Yeah, it's like crazy. So he was flipping shit. No it's crazy. And it, so, so, me, so me and Joe, because Joe was like, man, well, you know, for the podcast, you know. I just want to listen to it so I can just know what it is. And I'm like, well, bro, if you want to do it, do it. But I just can't. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and, and I can't tell you as a nigga responsibly to be like, go do that shit. 
or or to be like not to give my opinion about this. It. I feel about it. It's why I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And then Joe was like, I'm conf- I'm I'm conflicted because I feel you. But like the music nigga in me, like just feel like I'm just curious to hear how he's saying it. Like how he how it's like straight curiosity. And I'm like I understand curiosity, my nigga. Just at this very moment, might be bad timing. Maybe wait till infinity and beyond. <laughs> Maybe catching on YouTube or something. I don't fucking know. I don't know how to tell you to do whatever you want to do. You're a grown ass man. Yeah. So now Joe like. Man, I didn't listen to it. <laughs> I read it and got my penny mess from all the other magazines. But I, I say this, dog. I say this, dog. Um, fuck that boy. End of that album, you hear me? Because like that, they, they, like I told you, like <laughs> I was so new, Wally. Fuck that boy. End of that Because man, like you said, I ain't know. Like when I talk to my dudes on the headset about it on the PS4, dog. We always like, I was like, y'all pump that Tori album, new uh, new album. That's like, no. I was like, why? It was like off the off the duck. We don't listen to our names on a regular. Alright, no. That's what right, I'm saying. Right. No, so like, we didn't like, help your case shooting a black woman <laughs> and not even taking your dick. Not at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, no matter because people got all these angles and all this shit to say, but I stand by y'all was dating. That's your old lady for all intents and purposes. Well, you and she ended up, And she ended up Shot and or injured to so some people like she must have stepped on glass. Either way it goes. No, they got video got pictures of bullets. I know some, but let's let let me just give them their bullshit for I you. can't because the facts is there. But I'm I'm saying even with their bullshit, your old lady got injured under your care and is blaming you. And you got the nerve to try to make money off of that fuck shit. Yeah. And I'm like, all oh, that's fuck shit, son. Oh, and, T, I can't the fuck shit with you, so that no, he didn't. He oh, didn't. Was, I, no, what, see, who was the candidate said? No, it was somebody that came up. No, 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 no. T.I. did know that, that that was a headline. When you read the story, T.I., because they tried to take a headline off T.I. and say, uh, T.I. said, well, um, Tori said it happened like that. And that was a headline. So then everybody was jumping at T.I. <laughs> said, T.I. defending Tori. T.I. said, Tori said it didn't happen like that. And I said, well, Tori, you better say what the fuck happened because what it sound like right now is some fuck shit. And we all saying fuck you because of it. So if you got something to say that's real, you better say it. Mm-hmm. That's, what they, that's the whole quote. That boy, that's 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 like, that's wow. T.I. said, drop an album. Wow. <laughs> hey, y'all, hey, y'all, go to the studio. We about to drop out. He said, "Tell him how I am. We gonna make a confession so, out of this." T.I. said none of that. T.I. said, "Bro, like this is our usher's moment." Because T.I. said, "Because he said, nah, nah, bro." But it's still it's wild, dog. like you know, just on some what, what, like what does that feel like? You as a black woman, J. Biggs, like because one thing we've often talked about how in general, right? We hear about all the niggas that get shot. We barely hear about the chicks that get shot and beat up by police. Then you get into this high-profile situation where a sleeping chick get murdered. Then you get, sorry, us as black men, we sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Put your fucking head down. And then the Tory Lanez come out and then the same niggas is saying, yeah, but. She got shot, but. Yeah, all that black woman shit, but, uh, (laughs) with, like. I mean, if you got to think about it, I mean, I don't know if you want me to kind of, like, talking about it from like a black woman standpoint from where I think a black man standpoint is coming from on that I really think it comes down mostly to how I mean we say white people want to take black stuff but I mean what did my friend say he said something along the lines of like you know they want the rhythm but they can't stand the blues Mm -hmm. so when it comes with black women or black I feel as though like black men want the rhythm of black women but they don't want to deal with the blues 
But I think that's but that that's that's how I'm looking at it. I don't even know if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I see where you're coming from. But, a lot of I mean, that's what I... That's, I, I was low-key a bar. That, that, that was a bar. That's right. He said... And one I thing. think mm. that, I mean, honestly, like, you know, like I said, black women need to get their flowers while we yet live. And I feel like the question you just asked me is very rhetorical. I feel like it's rhetorical. Only because... I mean, I think deep down we all know what we have to do. Yeah. It's just like we... But we don't do it. Yeah, we're asking black women how to do it, but you already know deep down. So But here go the thing too, I feel like that's the people you talking about conscionable people. When we say a lot of people aren't accountable or even have introspection, like when I see some motherfuckers talking about these different things, there's no accountability because a lot of them don't a lot of us don't even have the concept of starting here, the patriarchy of things. Like just how the world already leans for niggas. Or whatever. Now, as black niggas know, our blackness holds us differently against things when it comes to white niggas. But still, we still men. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes when these defensive conversations happen, niggas, we get defensive because we take it as if, how y'all blaming us when we are also oppressed? Not taking in that we also have a certain power. Not taking that we also have a certain privilege. And is and until you take it from that aspect of me, me as a man, I have a privilege, even as a black man, that you don't have as a black woman because you're a woman and you're black in this country, that they, a lot of the conversations of accountability of of, um, of seeing, oh, black women have a Nigga ain't gonna see that. Nigga gonna see, why well, I got fucked up too? Because I'm black and you black. And, and, I'm, and, I'm a, and I'm a human being and you a human being and, like and people are all just fucked up. And motherfuckers go straight to people all just fucked up instead of taking in there's certain problems that are black men problems that black women may not understand. And there's certain problems that are black women problems that black men may not understand. And when we having the conversations on either end, whether it's our problems and we need to be talking about our fucking problems too. Let's not act like black men don't have issues. But at the same time, when we talk about y'all problems, it should still have that understanding. It's almost like we were talking about with the non-monogamous relationship shit of listening and being open to the fact that we should be on the same team yep. we should be yep and on the same table there are strengths that black women have that black men do not have which is why they still need black women around otherwise like we wouldn't be here Nah, that's rhetorical, nigga. You ain't got to tell niggas like, that's right. Like, that's right. Like, you can't use your comb, you can't bring it home. <laughs> 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 so, but, but I mean, fuck, I ain't gonna lie, dog. I love black women platonically, non sexually, sexually. I love black women because I love black women and I love people because I love human beings. But I especially love black women because fuck, I don't know, fuck. That's, that's all I know. Ross tried to tell Tori something. That shit was I really think I really think God's oh. a black woman. I think so. Nico just wrote that home. Beyonce. Beyonce. That's, that's who God is. Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean. Beyonce. The thing, the thing that works to your advantage fully for that concept is. No, no. Okay. So not that. Sorry. Wrong. No. Not Beyonce. 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 Your Lord, I have mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was just about to say like y'all birth. Y'all, 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 the ones who birth us. So it's it'll be it's very funny if you are a god. Yeah. Why would you well, assign? Well, if you think about it, we all originated from Africa, right? And then who birthed everybody in Africa? Black women. Yeah. So it's like, but I'm just saying, even on the level of God being the a female deity. If you so. give, because I still stand, but I feel like God is just a non-male. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But if you were to give it one, it sounds like since we we chose niggas, a dude. Everything about a woman's body nurtures a child. Nothing about the dick, uh, the human being. Whoa! <laughs> 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 Nothing about the dick. 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 Nothing about the dick
Like, all I do is make the child, like, helps make the child, like, get a child some fucking, you know, some cells. And that was that end <laughs> of the day. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, no, Ain't nothing about a dick <laughs> help nurture a child. <laughs> Ain't nothing about the dick. Oh, oh God, no. Dog, <laughs> <laughs> no, awesome. Like, so awesome. If, if y'all want me to take off your brains that I'm wearing right now uh, from your dick and all that, I, I understand. <laughs> Everybody in the room is just a little more damaged. Let's get to that. No, huh? Bitch, I know you're lying. Bitch, I know you fucking lying. So Trump don't pay taxes? Real? I know you lie. Oh. I and boy, I'm trying to see how you do that. <laughs> like, so, I know Wesley man. I would be mad if I was Wesley too. <laughs> you the president. Apparently this man didn't pay no motherfucking taxes. So niggas have like more on Two thousand. Last twenty years. And the ten out of the last. Trump paid no income taxes in 10 out of 15 years beginning in 2000. So he paid it every now and then. Like, he paid 750. Out of he paid five. 750, what, 2018? Probably, probably because it's taxes, like, he can afford them so much. But he also, I think he, pay, he paid more taxes in other countries than he did in America. <laughs> yeah. Like I, a, I forget where, where I don't know. That's that exchange you got going on with that shit he got made over there in China, huh? Yeah, that. but it's just the irony China. of that. That especially with all the shit he talked to be such a xenophobe himself. Right, right. The fact that you were paying taxes all outside of America and not in America. Because that's where my business is. Man. China. That's not a bad I Trump mean, voice. But man. <laughs> but man, dog. Like, I mean, man. like, there's nothing about Trump that can even surprise anyone anymore. It's just, it's just an hilarious thing to take in. Like, damn, president. You can become president without paying your taxes. Y'all shouldn't be coming at us for no taxes at all. Like, the, the Republicans have been very uh, quiet. Lately, his, his the tax returns came up. Mm -hmm. Then what else did he do? He looking for a white hero to come save their day. He he did something else that was really stupid, and it was like, yeah, y'all y'all pre y'all president. Yeah, he he all the shit that y'all like the last limbs of legs you were trying to defend him on. He don't even got that mo no more, y'all. What y'all what y'all talking about? They talking about shit. They gonna get quiet. They hit me like, oh man, our president don't even like black folks. That boy paying under us so hard. He like, listen, I got a five billion. Trillion dollar thing I got for like, like five hundred so reparations, yeah, reparations and Juneteenth celebrations, and I'm giving every he nigga a moonbox. I'm playing. I hated that. Apparently, he I paid more. He got it from baby. He paid more right. for like his hair, like having his hair did or whatever. I think that's what I read. Wow. I'm sure that's true. I did see a headline talking. I thought it was a joke. Oh my God. No, he was like really... he paid like over $20,000 or something like that. Wow. For his, like, you know, his hair. Hair Whatever. <laughs> um, no, but it says he paid $750 in America, but they said. He paid. He made payments to authorities in Panama at an amount of fifteen thousand five hundred and ninety-eight. Still, Trump changed, but Panama. And then in India, his businesses in India, he paid one hundred forty-five hundred thousand. Trump changed, but still. And four hundred, whatever. But like again. As chump change, he wasn't giving America though. Talking about chump change, he didn't give us that much chump change to say he talk all that shit. That boy, he gave us seven fifty and some food stamps. That's fucked up. Mm. He also cut uh, racial sensitivity training from a lot of big businesses. He oh, yeah, that. his executive order that came out the other week? That, ooh, that was the same day as Brianna. Yep. Yeah, the same day. Okay, yeah, that was the wow. day, and that's like pretty much the day I quit. 
My job. Mm. Um, because that would happen. The Ruth Bader, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's funeral was the same day Brianna's charges came out. And he put that executive order out. All, all, all that happened the same day, like within the hours of each other. And you were working for this like super And white I was working girl. for the super predominantly white institution that has the only reason that their hotel that they have across the street is in a business right now is because they have Louisiana State Police staying there. And so they have some sort of deal with Louisiana State Police. So like when you go into the garage and you're just trying to, you know, mind your business and, you know, park, find a parking spot. I mean, there's literally state trooper cars. The entire floor. I saw that. I was wondering like what and, that was about. And so I was like, okay, after that whole day, and then like everything that else that happened, like at that rehearsal, and I mean, I'll talk a little about on my podcast soon. But I like, I was like, this is not it. I I can't do all this and then this. Like it was just too much. I knew you was quitting that day. <laughs> no, straight up. Like, so, okay, the last time you were on the podcast, you gave us the whole situation, the schematic, and how you were like just yeah, you, you were, spe- you were basically that trying to just be the black person there because you knew once you leave, we're gonna have no representation, even though it was stressing the fuck out you because they were so having so much racist shit happening. But when I saw you sitting in your car between two state trooper cars while in this costume for that place, oh, I, I wasn't in costume. Oh, I thought you. I was, no, no, I was. Done. Well, you still in makeup or something? You still had the face. I was still in makeup because I had a performance earlier that day. So you and I just was seeing you sit down between them state trooper cars. I said, "Oh, I think she gonna quit her job." (laughs) As that was the first thing in my mind, she about to quit her job, son. Mm -hmm. She was just talking about how she ain't fuck with them and all that, all these other things going on off mic. More a lot more was off mic. I just needed one, like one person. The next morning, like literally, was just like Jessica, why are you doing this to yourself? And like she was literally saying everything that I was saying like internally, but it was all I needed was somebody to tell me this. You know how like sometimes yeah. you know your, your conscious versus like somebody actually saying something to you can be I mean, all the difference. So you just need that confirmation. Yeah. So that was my push, and I was just like, that's my cue. Right. I texted my boyfriend who also works there at the moment. Like, I was, I was <laughs> oh, like, I, I sent him the I sent him the screenshot of what she said to me, and I was just like, this is my cue. It's about to happen. And I sent my little resignation letter. And then that was it. Like I'm a, I'm a strong believer in science, especially if I am believing that this is what I want to do. And then out of nowhere, like, not even out of nowhere, but like, as I'm, as I'm on that bridge right there, something says, bitch, go do it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're right. I know. Get the fuck up out of here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you I dumb. think the thing with me. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking something else, but you stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing with me, honestly, was just, I knew I felt like I would be, I, I would be letting people down. I know I wouldn't be letting myself down because I know my potential. Like, I could do everything that I'm doing, like, with holding the museum accountable. I could do all that without having to work there. I mean, there's definitely limitations because I was still working there. But, I mean, I know my mom was, like, telling me, she was just like, well, you should have stayed because, you know, if you know if they would have fired you, then you would have been sitting pretty. And I was like, okay, How do you mom, get fired? Uh, listen, I ain't got time. Right. Like, what you got to do to get fired from a right. spot like they that? They're not trying to fire not you. Fire not the right. black girl. Yeah. Exactly. Like in this in your situation, I think about the cops who like black cops who want to help be help within the system try to fix it, but then it like you can't fix a rotten tree. That's true. Can't water. Dog, yeah. The yeah, fruit sometimes can be rotten, but once the tree's rotten, yep. everything's gone. So what you're doing is just like you you spending your wills. Yeah, band aids on, on, on broken. And home. just I just feel like you're not the only one. Like that's a black person right now working for because the thing is you work you work for a white institution that's also lying about history. That like like it, 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 in a way in a way they leave out black people. They ain't lying about it. They're just 
Yeah, they, Emo- they, 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 they're not even talking but about it. But you know it. what's funny right now is that they're, they're posting a lot of BIPOC and African-American stories on their feeds because they know... You're dropping mm-hmm. down. Did you know, sir, uh, uh, Lieutenant James flew over in World War II and not... Well, here, but man, and you here, didn't care. One time, all the field trips I came to this motherfucking high school, y'all ain't talking about James now one motherfucking time. Right. I couldn't imagine being black in a white ass space and then I'm in a white space is not even like like watering my needs as a black person within it. It's like, no, but fuck that. But I mean, up. I feel like the people that actually work there, like on a regular, because I mean, I'm a, I was a contractor worker. I only worked there when they needed me. So I wasn't there like five days a week for eight hours a day. Yeah. Like I would only come in for special events and stuff like that. So I can only are. imagine the folks that have that to be there every single day. That's what I'm they talking about. They get conditioned and they just get, they, everything just becomes suppressed. Like they try coaching gymnastics. And I mean across the board, like any anything that's predominantly white, and you're the black person there having to have a voice or have some type of um. It's traumatic. That is no voice. And black folks specifically should be getting paid more to deal with stuff like mm. that because they're not giving them those resources to be able to deal with racial racialized trauma, which they have no idea about. So I mean, like that's what they're kind of doing with these these unions right now, not just for like black folks, but for just like museum workers in general. They want to have that, like, even like the essential workers, hazard pay. Like, give them some sort of hazard pay. Give them something so that they're showing, like, the, that these institutions are, they're recognizing, they're acknowledging these folks' humanity. These are the people that are allowing you to make the money that you are making. So treat them like likewise. And don't make the pay so unequalized. Like, you got six, you got people, the CEOs, and, like, at least in our uh, at, at the, <laughs> the World War Two Museum, the president Emeritus is making a million dollars a year, and he's not even like he's not even CEO anymore. But he found he founded the museum, and it's like you got these people making a million dollars. You got like a CEO making uh shoot a lot of money, like oh at least over five hundred thousand dollars a year. Yet you got. Little Jimmy, who's working for, I don't know, visitor services or someone who's working facilities that's making eleven, fifteen dollars an hour, which on average, and the thing is, is right now after COVID, um, they've laid off a lot of their workers, and so I mean they still got employees, but like some of the essential ones don't have to work full time hours, like talking about, so they're only getting part time pay. Yeah, okay, yeah, like, the, the, ooh, that was one of the another arguments. People were like, well, facilities gets paid $50 an hour. And I'm like, well, they're not getting, they're not working, like, full time. They're part time. So they're not even making that same amount, like, the, the amount that you would make if you were full time. So it's like, at the end of the year, these folks are only making not even, like, 5 10% of what these folks are making year round. And they have to deal with things that them folk can't even Exactly. Even even think about. And even on the flip side, like they had the Wells Fargo story where the nigga at Wells Fargo felt like, or there aren't enough talented black people mm-hmm. applying. And it's like, wait a minute, you trying to tell us. And, and that'd be their, they, that'd be their thought. They'd be thinking, and when you were thinking 2020 with all the strides, God damn it. Nope. <laughs> you would, but there's still those people who believe the, the worst or the least of us. And, and they that's treat- because they like still live in their rich bubbles. You know, like they don't even have to like engage with this fucking shit, bro. Like, but there's rich really- black people, but I know what you're saying. Their specific rich bubbles probably don't have many blacks in them. You know what I mean? I don't imagine it. Not no Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. Wells Fargo like Colin Powell here, Will Smith here. 
And that's another thing too. It's the fucking Spike Lee scene from Do the Right Thing. They don't see those black people as black. They see them as like the exceptions, the anomaly of us. Yes. They're like the magical Negroes, but they don't see, they know that's, oh, that's just cool. Oh, no, these right. are niggas, you know what I mean? that's Will yeah. Smith. Right, exactly. Yeah. They that's don't... exactly how I felt a lot, especially when I was with the with the museum and just any of my spaces. Like, I mean, they see, they obviously, they they get grasped by like my personality and I by, by colors, all of a sudden, like, if they had never talked to me before, yes, you're going to see him a black woman. But once they get to know me, they're like, ah, she's good. You know, she's smart. She can speak well. Da, da, da. She's human and after yes, all. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so, wow. you know, knowing, like, once I get to that point where they're, like, real comfortable with me, or at least they think they are, and then I'm coming back and I'm like, well, remember that part where I was black? <laughs> and then they're like, that's when they start to shut down again. So it's like. Dude, that's how you make a lot <laughs> yeah, of people. I love that. Remember that part where I was black? Yeah, right, remember, like. Right. Yeah. Remember in season two? It's a thing. Right. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is that the, the guilt of it gets them, that's where their defenses come. Yeah. And not like me talking about my blackness is not me accusing you or attacking you about anything. No, I'm just right, acknowledging right. it in your face, but you're uncomfortable with me acknowledging it, even though it's facts. Like, it, I can't. And I can't. Change this. Right. And, I, and if I'm in a place where something's unfair and my blackness recognizes it. Mm-hmm. It's not your point to get defensive. It's your point to help me feel just as comfortable as you because apparently you being white ain't doing nothing. You ain't feeling offended by anything. I want to feel that way too. Can yeah. I? That's, that's all where, nigga be wanting. That's right. where the defensiveness comes from because no matter what they say, they are aware of what the fuck is happening. Bro, they fucking I, know about they it. They do, son. You know and, 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 and like, when they get thrown they, in their face. No, no, listen. They, they do for, they do for the most part and they really try it. Like, the lighter you are, the more they'll try certain things like on a, on a different tone, like because I've been around where like when like it'd be like like when I worked at Arcadia, son. Them you white folks at Arcadia. Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. It was the worst, son. You remember them days? That I was a security <laughs> and I was a bar back. When I go in the kitchen, them white folks would never say nigga. But I never forget the day my manager, my bar back manager, came to me, dog, and she was like talking about another white person. She was like, I told that nigga to do something, that nigga did And uh, all I could say was, I'm gonna get the ice. Cause like, cause like, I was like, what the, and dog, from then on, I was like, I was, cause like, they said it so much around me, dog, and I was like, y'all really, I'm not cool with none of this shit, Brian, what the fuck is wrong? I, that was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, that's how I got fired. I wasn't even doing shit for no more. I started doing for the bar, the bartenders that I liked. Yeah. I was like, I'll help wow. y'all with this shit, I'll do all this for you. Right. And then I spent most of my time in the kitchen. And that's what I did. Spent most of my time in the kitchen. And like I say, it's your proximity to whiteness. They weren't too sure if you were black. Right, they so were they felt like even when they knew, even when they knew. They felt like I was safe enough to get away with it. Yeah. 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 That's awful. Um, Dang. I ain't got nothing to go behind that because that's just, right. that would be a whole nother two phase. That sure right? is. <clears throat> yeah, son. Let's uh, let's transition out of this shit. Because, <laughs> Tornay's uh, trash. Niggas be better than apologies. Nah, so we were just talking about the white people with trouble. Oh, man, that's, that's trash. But fuck, fuck all that. Fuck all that, son. We about to get into... Uh, <sighs> nigga, but I can imagine nigga saying nigga around, but bats, <laughs> nerd out. Boy, moment. the niggas in that kitchen would have beat the shit out of the white folks right there in the bats, kitchen. Bats, nerd out moment. Bats, nerd out. <laughs> Pepper, 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 pepper
But it's just it's a very interesting thing being black in America. It's always gonna be a very it's gonna be a topic. As, as long as you're black, it's gonna be a fucking topic. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It, like I'm thinking about uh, we were talking about the top of the podcast with um like though like those those remember when we did uh, Sweet Bird of Youth and how like they cast me as a uh, a character that's like Paul Newman that's supposed to be a white guy yeah. and man like dog them white patrons oh, felt, they hated they, not all of them not all but, of them. That's, I, that's, that's when I really so, found like a very decision. direct <laughs> racism within the theater. Cause I was like, whoa, we're in a theater space. <laughs> when y'all supposed to be the artsy fartsy people, nigga, y'all do Shakespeare in space and shit. The, the audience, fuck? however, I mean, yes, the people are actually on stage, sure. But Sometimes. the audience members, especially like if they're predominantly white, they're paying, but like they are paying to see something that they're comfortable with. Oh, I'm, I learned fast because oh, it was boy. like, because it was the main. At least here in Louisiana. Maybe in New York, you might be able to get away with that. And I'm fucking yeah. with this older white woman. It was all kind of shit going on. In a rich Tennessee and, I, and our play was cold. But like, I remember like that, that backlash, that feeling, that unsettledness about like some artist members would be like, man, you did amazing. Someone even speak to me and I'm the uh-huh. lead. Um, how, how weird is that? How do you feel about... I have a very same... like The last show I went to go see was... Uh, Darn, I forgot. I was at Liberty, but my friend Brian, uh, Brian Williams had played Shakespeare. And I think normally that's not a role that's casted by like a... Or the person that's normally casted for that isn't a black man. But it was just so nice to see it. But let me get back to what I was going to ask you. When you, when you, have you, besides that role, portrayed, like, a white role? Like, a role that's normally given to white actors? <laughs> I did the same thing. What's up with this motherfucker? Right. Boom. Um, yeah, Measure for Measure, I was the Duke. Boom. Macbeth. Macbeth, I was Macbeth. Two General Lebowski. Um... I was in this show Possum Kingdom and that character wasn't supposed to necessarily be black, but I was cast black. Gotcha. What about the one with orphans? Um and that's also happened to me on in film and stuff as well. Yeah, like some yeah, things I've auditioned that. for, I'm like, wait, I could tell they weren't planning on casting the black. How do you here. feel about the roles that you play that are specifically for white people versus the ones that are specifically for black? I know for me, I feel like there's so much more substance, there's so much more to do, there's so much more freedom, I think, in them versus the ones that I normally get cast if I'm just like a black, I'm supposed to be black. It depends on, I feel like y'all could speak to this too as actors. Like, I feel like it depends upon who wrote it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, if it's something that was written by black people for black people, there's a certain glove fitting that oh, yeah, feels yeah. so comfortable. Right. I could yeah. read Susan Laurie Park. And you just, took it out of my mouth. I said, Susan Laurie. And this is a black woman yeah. that writes such amazingly for black male characters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but like some people, and later like, some white writers that write great stories for um, black people. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. like, sometimes Maybe depends. Sometimes mm-hmm. depends on the writer. You know what I'm saying? Versus um, with the white characters, the white characters, like you said, they're just. A lot of times they're just there because I, I think I think when it is I think when I think in black stories since we know that we have to almost most times get picked up by some white publisher or there's gonna be some white eye on it we make sure we're very specific in everything that we're putting down mm-hmm. and the things that we're not specific about um, we we give certain leeway and that leeway that I'm speaking of that we give to black people to see 
I think that leeway is assumed already in a lot of more white productions that Brad is going to be like, oh, going to understand this background to this degree of, I don't even have to explain that much about Brad or Sue because you're white. You're going, you know, you know yeah. what kind of guy yeah, this yeah, is. Yeah, you know yeah. what this is. While my black ass looking at it like, I'm going to come with my shit. <laughs> you know what I'm I, guess, I guess what well, I'm trying to say here is, at least, and it may be because I'm a black woman. I mean, like black women just, Y'all roles are different, too. Our roles are different. We are normally... No, pause. First and foremost, women roles versus men roles. Right. In general. Yeah. I I have way more options. Yeah. Then when you get into black women. (laughs) Versus white women or like a white... Black women versus everything else. Right. Because even like... Okay, so I played the leading player in um, Pippin, which was originally written for the leading player supposed to be a black man. And I was just like, whoa. Like, if I could ever play this role, like, I would play the shit out of it because like this is something I would want to do but like they had never really had that option until like they had the revival of, of, of um, Pippin and then they did it at Liberty and I was able to play leading player but even then like just being in that essence there was just so much more there than I was used to and just before that I had played a role that was a primarily white woman role um, the what, what's her face the narrator in Joseph and the Amazing, in the Amazing Color dream coat she's like the female lead role and I, even then like i'm just i'm just kind of standing there like going around the stage singing like narrating the show but like even then i felt so much more than what i had done as like a black woman doing black black roles black shows and stuff like that like there was just something different about it, it may just have been because it was not of the norm yeah yeah, but I think it goes to the writer too. There's some writers that write amazing black female characters, and most don't even write for y'all. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah, yeah they don't. Because me as a dude, there's so many roles. Mm-hmm. Can be super so many, flexible. And some of the yeah. white men roles are so universal. That universal that they'll cast one of yeah. us in one of them motherfuckers. Yeah. Not that yeah. black men roles are universal because there's certain things you want from you know something that we yeah you specifically black there's, there's no thing unless the whole like it's a white attorney or something you specifically white right but like for most white main roles dog because one thing that she was saying that was very specific that made me think was you were able to step into black character a black male character shoes and yes. feel like they had all this shit yes. i'm never gonna they're never gonna cast me as a black woman oh no you know what i'm saying no. so i would that was that would i wouldn't say never but it, it would be so rare for them to cast. I'm, no, I'm saying, generally speaking, they don't often cast black men in a black female role, even yeah. when they do gender that's swap because shit. There's you know what I'm saying? Of substance that's going to make the black man himself like there's, true. There's a more submission to any black woman role, you know, and they don't. Ooh, gosh, somebody needs to write something like that. Oh, man, I mean, I would have loved to be Regina King and Watchmen. That was one of those amazing, like, you know what I mean? It's like, you you know it when you see some fire. But since the fire ain't often, you know it, it's, going, it's like a pyro. Like, whoa, that's fire. But there's not too many times I can say that as a black man, I would switch places with her. It's not, yeah, it's not often. That's true. But I'm supposed to be talking about Ambassador at that moment. Shouts out to Aldous Hodge. He's playing Hawkman. And the black and the rocks black Adam movie and Hawkman supposed to be a white guy and the funniest part about Hawkman was Egypt, right? Right. That's the part I'm about to laugh at. Well, no, see, anybody this Wikipedia Hawkman he has one of the most convoluted backstory convoluted backstories in the history of comics. Period. There's a version of him who's just like Egyptian deity. There's a version of him that comes from this Hawkman planet of a bunch of hawk people. It's fucking weird. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, I remember the hawk people. But if you're gonna go from the Egyptian standpoint, why was it always this Lily White man? Of course we should have yeah, fucking Aldous right. Hodge or right. some black person right. be goddamn right. Hawkman. He was a 
White man in your fucking history books. That's why. <laughs> right again. With the Egyptian hat on. Egyptian hat on. Also, you know, I can't almost say the hat, but I don't know the name. But still, I know like, what you're talking about. Boy, the Pharaoh crowd joint. Looking yeah. like money. Dude. <laughs> So to see Black Adam's gonna be the led by the Rock and the, his big co-stars Eldest Highs, color on color, money on money, and I'm glad to see a cat like Eldest Highs get his just due, cause he uh, he, man, been for a he been grinding for a long time, and that nigga a cold. He, he a monster with, it. I like his, his skills. He, he cold though. He one of those underrated actors that you don't like that don't get enough touches at the ball. I want to see him in that fucking prison football movie he was in, but I was like, damn, bro. I the pri- the Brian Banks joint. Yeah, I was like, he oh. said the the, the 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 prison football movie he was in. I just didn't want to see my dog go prison football. Story. I'm like, nah, bro. I, I, mean, I want to see it because I'm gonna kill it. I just don't want to see that story. I heard that joint was really good. Oh yeah. Um. Well. Next up, and my computer died. Oh shit, it's on my phone because I sent it. Oh lord. There you go. I, I got it. I'm yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, clutch. Look at my dog. <laughs> clutch. That is right there. So, and I said, you okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I feel the same way, Key. Kill that you with bitch. Come on, come up, come up. All right, uh, bass nerd, I'm on, man. Those, those, there it is. So, um, the boys getting a spinoff. Um, the boys were just killing it right now. They in their second season. This is this take on. This is like a spoof in a way on the superhero concept. It's about if superheroes was real, but they were really fucked up. And it's a great show. It's a great series. And they're getting a spinoff about these college students with powers. Um, and I think that's going to be very interesting and just expanding the comic brand of the boys and their zaniness. And anybody watch the boys know they don't give a fuck. I mean, they don't give a fuck in that show. I mean, violence. Ah, it's beautiful. It's pretty great. Shouts out to Samuel L. Jackson. He's getting his own Nick Fury series. Nice, right. nice. Yes. Motherfucker. Dude, has he ever had a series? I don't know. I don't Not that I recall. Maybe some shit with Frozone. No, the they didn't expand Frozone. Frozone. Everybody always wanted them to expand Frozone in his family, but they didn't do that. Hmm. Samuel L. Jackson's series is pretty cool, so I would love to see just him. Like, man, come on, huh? Mm-hmm. Um... J.J. Uh, Abrams is going to be producing Zaytana and Constantine. Um, they're lesser known superheroes, but Zaytana, she like this magical chick, Constantine. He had his own show recently. And the thing that's really cool about this is coming from J.J. Abrams. And yes. right now he's yeah, co-producing with Jordan Peele with the Amazing Lovecraft Country. And um, please watch Lovecraft please Country. Please do it. It's so refreshing. Man, the last episode, like every episode I stand by is a different genre. And the last oh. one uh, was science fiction. It went science fiction slash... Super sci-fi, huh? It was science fiction. So sci-fi. I was Super not sci-fi. The one before I that. Love, uh, I want to talk about this. Yeah, so I'm about to invite you on reviewing that so we could talk in depth. But like, okay. yeah, it was beautiful. Um, The one before that was a, was a, a Korean horror flick. The yes. foreign film. A Korean foreign film. You know yes. what I mean? Like, dude, they jump genres, but they make it make sense every it time. It so much sense. But also, I think about the actors that get hired for these things. I'm like, they are... They are booking folks. Like, folks are getting booked that are not white. <laughs> right. I'm like, yes. look at all these agents. Look at all these And shouts out to the Emmy since we're talking about that. Because, like, Regina King, uh, uh, Zendaya. Yeah, that was cool. Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Shouts out. Right. Any shout out New Orleans. Shouts out. Right. Um, <laughs> um, Herschel Ali and his wife got an um, Emmy for produce, for production, producing. Um, like, so many black faces was, like, just get, was winning this shit. And yes. the beauty of it is if you go, like, look at each one of those people that won, all of them deserved it. And that's oh, the problem. Sure. That's what we were saying. We ain't saying give us no shit because we black. We saying Yo. look at our art. Give, us, it, give it its fair shake, its fair shot. And you're going to see we competing. And you mm. and what pr- 
proof is in the motherfucking pudding, dog. Mm. Ta- hot hats off. We also getting a black Tinkerbell. Shouts out to uh, Yara yeah, Shahidi. Yeah, 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 from Blackish. Yeah. So, you know, we get us a black Tinkerbell. Also, shout out to Marcia Martin from, um, from also from Blackish. Blackish kids are killing it. Because she's about to produce this show called Baddies, which is, oh, yeah. which is about trailblazing black women. Yes. So, I'm just like, girl, you're like 14 and you producing your second thing. Let's go. Like, come on, man. So I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm proud of all this blackness and all this power that's happening in the media. And I'm hoping that more and more doors get open to the point that it's just normalized. Right. So you just turn on. Because, right, like, you know what I mean? Growing up, we turn on stations and to see a black face, you're like, oh, black people. Like, you know what I mean? You'll be surprised. If you, if you hit the button, doop, 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 you'll see white, 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 white. Now you get the, you're going to see a little, little mixture. You right. know what I mean? Some Let's keep it mixing. Feel me? But that was Bats Nerd Out Moment. So, I have to go bye bye for now. I'm a dude. Sorry, guys. I have to go early because I got to be nice and help people move. Yeah. But follow me Instagram, French Bread Kid, and at yourdaybrand.com. I'll see you little bitches later. All you little bitches. <laughs> All of the little bitches. He will see you later. So, Joe, we about to end this bitch off with some sports. Sports. Fuck yeah. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dog. So, um, they're going to the National uh, Racist Football League. They, uh, the Saints ain't been doing too good. We lost two games, bro. Yeah, everybody was saying we should have kept uh, Teddy. I don't know about that, but uh, I do know this because, like, T- like Taysom Hill still doing his thing. It's just that, um, I don't think Drew trusts anybody out there other than Michael Thomas. And Kamara, and he can't really win with those two plus his offensive line. Cause I watched the game. His offensive line has been holding up. I mean, nothing. I was nice defense. His defense has been sucking. So like, like, Drew Brees, he is getting older. Some of the throws is a little eh, but also he don't trust some of the receivers out there. And Michael Thomas, his number one receiver, is out right now with an ankle injury. He's gonna be out some weeks. So he just scared to throw the ball around. And his defense has not been holding up. Cause when we played against Green Bay, they put up some help. Like Drew Brees was putting up some points in that motherfucking game, but the defense kept letting Aaron Rodgers throw that motherfucker down the field. So we have a lot of work going on the defense, man. Um, Is it weird that I care about New Orleans winning, but not necessarily Drew? Drew yeah. didn't blow me with his position. I, I bring up Drew because as a quarterback. No, 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 no. Yeah. You have to bring up Drew Brees. But what I'm saying is, like, hearing Drew not do well, it's, 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 it doesn't it's, hurt me whatsoever. It's, it's, it's bittersweet. <laughs> it's bittersweet because it's costing the team right now. Yeah, you know it's what I mean? It's bittersweet. It's like, ah, right, bitch, see if you get it. But again, and I'm not the biggest sports guy anyway, so it's like I just care about New Orleans looking good. I just care about my city, but like, man. Going to KC, your boy Patrick Mahomes, they're looking at him as he's the GOAT right now, a quarterback, and they say he is unstoppable. He went against Lamar Jackson, who last year was looked at as one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it, especially because he can run with the ball. Mm -hmm. Man, they played against each other, and KC was on that ass, took over the game. Uh, What else has been going on in football that I really care about? Oh, Russell, um, Russell beat Cam. He was almost blackballed. And for the Patriots to pick him up on a one-year, $1 million deal, mm-hmm. and that boy out there shining. I, I'm just, and I love to see the out. outfits now that he winning. Because you get the really, you get to wear them outfits when you winning. You know what I'm saying? Like, wait, wait, man, wait, 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 When you winning, wear that shit. And man. I ain't saying no way when you're losing. But, 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 but it looks better on you when you winning. It looks exactly. Because when you're losing, people could hit you with them. You're taking more time getting dressed and playing, studying football and practicing. But when you're winning, and you're up here with your high ass shorts and your big fedora and shit, and you're like, ah, bitches, say what you want. Say hey, what you want. Say what the fuck you stuff. want. I'm with it. I'm with it. Going into, um,. Oh, hold up, since you're still in football, Deion Sanders. Oh, Deion Sanders. Oh, man. So, yeah, he he uh, has won his first game with Jackson State. He's this is the fact that he's a coach. Uh, 
I, I, at an I HBCU. Love I love that he's a. Uh, we made that choice. He's gonna bring in so much money to HBCUs that comes to that school and other schools because like. They, who doesn't want to play with Deion Sanders? Deion you know Sanders is your coach. Yeah, <laughs> like, son might even come that way, you know what I'm saying? No, there's a couple of players already defected from white schools, from oh. PWIs. And now you got Deion Sanders stepping up, so just imagine other black folks. Like, I wish, maybe Shannon Sharp might step on the side and do some shit like that. Who knows? I think he likes it. I just love the idea of HBCUs getting the credibility of producing athletes that can go pro. And dog, that would bring a lot of HBCUs love- some money, son, because yes. like those like football teams bring so much of those white schools money, dog. And if we had that like, same kind of money, we can take care of every student as well as the athletes the way they do. I'm proud of the there's certain students, athletes but, that have been stepping up lately to intentionally go with HBCUs and tell their fellow people to do so. I'm proud of those cats that have been doing that. You feel mm-hmm. me? I just, I just hope we get to a status quo of it. Yeah. What's up, man? I just thought about that. I'm like. All the black people that want to go pro are going to these white schools because that's where they're looking. Yeah. Since Ben, since Ben, it's, it's been. They say we're in 2020 and now yeah. it's becoming a thing. How much money have black students like, been black making? People, we can go to HBCUs and like literally. But they don't look. Start our own football league. Oh, she, she went. She went deaf. <laughs> she went deaf. Like, she, she went no name on us. <laughs> She was like, nah, fuck them, fuck what they leave. Yeah, like, forget the NFL. Like, have the NFL compete with, like, I don't know, like, whatever the black people want to create. It's like, another we, football league. We'll need, like, strong black elites, which, are, which ain't that many, to just jump on board. Right. Like, those, those, and then have the That's same, the like, issue. We don't have enough black, strong black elites that, yeah. that and. First, we don't have enough strong black elites, not enough, and we don't have enough, the ones that do, that's not their bag necessarily. Right. Not the enough. that is their bag, it's just, yeah. It's not enough, it's just, because that's just a numbers game, and a spot where we're still 14%, 13%, and then we get into our wealth, it's a whole nother kick. But just the, just the fact of looking at any industry, whether I'm looking at sports, whether I'm looking at entertainment, when I see the black people making all the money and the white people getting all the money, I often be like, man, how can the black people get the money? You I know mean, what I'm saying? It's like the prison population, like think about making all the money off of that. Bruh. Right? Like yeah. it's almost the same coin. It's like wherever there's more black people, there's usually white people up top making the money. Making the money. Labor. Right. In some fashion. Or their creativity. Or their whatever. Football. Which is labor. Ooh. Field work. Come on, G. What else you talking about, man? All right. Back to my favorite place. Uh, Negro Basketball Association. Negro Basketball Association. Hold up. Before we go to, uh, I got one more football. This is random for some sports team. Joe Montana saves nine-month-old oh. grandchild from attempted kidnapping at Malibu home. Number one, I always been a fan of Joe Montana. He's one of my greatest quarterbacks of all time. Hey, Number two, shit. that's a real ass motherfucker. Don't you come on, Joe? But thank you, bro. And, and 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 the real story is, niggas is really out of kidnapping. This is a, like I know it's a real thing, but damn, bro. Bro, he had to save. Like it. damn, he had to really. This man, oh, he had to run up on the alleged kidnapper. Stop the motherfucker. So I'll be tweaking. For moments like that, while well, I see a nigga trying to kidnap a kid, so I'm talking just like stab him and shit. Like, just like, you know. He won't be a superhero. <laughs> I won't be a vigilante. <laughs> yeah, I won't be a vigilante. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to be no superhero, bitch. I'm trying to. I'm the morality of justice. Amen. You know what I'm saying? As long as you keep your shit together, man. Where else we go? I just want to shout out Joe Montana because that's such a random thing. Your boy, uh, I want to say, uh, Andaya, his name, he's, he's a UFC fighter. Yeah, just uh, beat your ball. Oh, your boy. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to say his name either. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, with the I'm, reach. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> your boy with the reach. Like he, uh, he beat the shit out of the dude, they, his opponent. And not only did he beat the shit out of him, after that he started talking shit to John Jones. He's like, man, he won't. He really ready for John Jones. And John Jones was like, bro, you had a hundred matches and you're still not ready. 
you, you, I'm in a whole other weight class right now, bro. I'll, I'll break one of your arms off for real. Like, I ain't gonna go toe to toe with you like you, like everybody else. I'm gonna take you down. John Jones is a fucking monster. So, I can't wait for that build up because, like, people think that you, the young bull's ready because he has been knocking motherfuckers out and putting, putting that work on motherfuckers. But, John Jones, Coke Bone Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, that's the most frustrating thing about John Jones is that like he came in the he came in the UFC with a splash. He was one of my favorites when I still I don't watch UFC as much as I used to. When I used to watch it heavy, he came in dominating, destroying. He was like miraculous, my nigga. As, as a young cat, he's like one of the youngest fighters ever. And then young he started fucking cat. up with them drugs too. and that bullshit, son. And they still kept giving him shots because he's just so naturally gifted. Still get cold. Like he's frustrating. He's a frustrating cat. Yeah, dog. Um, they talked about. Um, so yeah, so that happened uh, with that fight. Going into anything else? All right, now going to basketball. Michael Jordan got a NASCAR team, and he got Bubba as his motherfucker. Uh, yeah. I just went through that. I was like, holy shit, yeah, yeah Mike. Yeah, Mike. Mike. <laughs> I thought that was the whitest thing you could do. It was some black shit. Other nigga. than having the room you own the prison. Yeah, fuck that. that yeah. He don't have that. That was. And that's another than the room. A rumor of it, yeah. But the fact you own NASCAR, I was like, boy. But like, you know how to get white money for real. Like, like, but, like, talking about getting wealth. Jordan has been, he be on the golf tournament. But it was dog. also a statement, dog, because oh, they was treating Bubba this whole year. He said, "Oh yeah, you gonna treat the black man like that? I'm gonna buy a situation, and he gonna be my dude." I'm, I'm like, very, I'm very glad that he's um, more vocal and more seen in his um, endeavors, his positive endeavors. Yeah, you did. Because I ain't never saying that Michael Jordan never did anything. But like I know he's always quiet about a lot of things because he didn't want to get too Yo, political. He said I'm hearing too much. Yeah, he just uh just tapped it twice. So yeah, man, like you talking about Michael Jordan being more. Oh yeah, um, so like he didn't want to get political, you know, and that's all based on like, you know, his dollar, his shoe brand, everything he's trying to do all in the third. Watch the documentary. <laughs> but um yeah, son. That's I'm very proud that he's doing it right now. Having a, a, a Jordan brand NASCAR is gonna be dope. I can't wait for the Jordan uh, NASCAR lot of uh, come out. I'm not gonna buy it. <laughs> I can't wait to see niggas go buy them though. Yeah, anything Jordan. Jordan. Jordan is Jordan. So LeBron is going to the finals. Yeah. AD is going to the finals. The Lakers are going to the finals. Black Mamba. This is dog. This is like so. This is a great thing. Now. What's sad about it is that everybody wanted to match up before the finals to happen between the Clippers and the Lakers because that was supposed to be the Battle of LA. Because LeBron really wanted Kawhi to join the Lakers, and instead he went to the Clippers. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because they had the same, they in the same city, they same represent city. the same city. Yeah. Matter of fact, they was the same. They just switched over to the Clippers when they put the paint down. So it's like, damn, bro, that was supposed to be the battle. That didn't happen because the Nuggets swept their ass in the 3-1 series. The Nuggets have surprised everyone in the 3-1 series. And if you don't know what 3-1 series means, is that the other team had, it was in a game of seven, they had three wins, the other one had one. And the Denver Nuggets came back two series like that and came back and won. He was down 3-1 with LeBron. And LeBron activated. Game four, that boy scored, what, 12 points in nine minutes? You know what I'm saying? And then that boy jumped like nine points in like four minutes or some shit like that. That boy was ahead like over. He had triple double. I was Skip, Skip Bayless was saying that he like this is gonna be his e one of the easiest uh, ways to the uh, championship he's ever had. Easiest my dick. All right, the dude like like so listen. 
Talking about the finals. They say he's going to be an easy sweep for them in the finals. Oh, okay. Maybe that. Yeah, so he, no, he's yeah. in the finals. He right. says the finals going to be real easy for him. I say that's yes because they have different matchups. See, the thing about basketball today, other than what it was back in the day, is that you have different... It's on matchups now of like, all right, who who matches up best with who to, to have a better defense and offense and how you going to play the system. So now you have people with... Like, you have bigs and you have smalls. Like, you might have a star... You might bring some five out there that might be just be like LeBron... And one big AD and the rest be like cool as well, you know, a bunch of point guards and shooting guards. Or you might go big and have two centers out there, a powerful. I mean, but it often was always about matchups. Like that's I mean, always been, you know, the game. Kinda. Back in the day you had one big nigga who kinda dominated everything. Yeah. And everybody else they trying to pass it around, maybe one or two shooters. No, I know I know what you're saying is for I, I get it's gotten more sophisticated. That's the word really about it. It's evolved. Yeah. yeah. And they act like LeBron be having like top tier. He do have Rondo, who has been there before. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I do have. He does have experience. He has Ryan John Rondo, who's a championship winner and and just had playoff experience. But Kuzma and all these other cats, them dudes don't show up on a regular like that, dog. They had one game where Anthony Davis only, out of all them, out of JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, and Anthony Davis, the fucking rebounds were like four. These are all super big niggas, dog. Yeah. So like, re- like for them to total four, that means that they didn't put in no input of the game to get any kind. You know what I mean? Those things like rebounds make points, and they got four out of the whole game. Right. And y'all, y'all are there capable. Y'all getting paid. And y'all, and y'all trying to tell them that LeBron has people that's carrying him? No, bro. You don't get a carry when you got triple doubles. We didn't say that, Joe. No, I ain't saying that. This is what I'm saying. Bro. <laughs> I'm so like, you know, you know <laughs> they asked my dog. I love, dog. I love me some LeBron. So I yeah, bro. You, every you, way, you got like, LeBron section every sports time we talk. Cause dog, this man has been in the finals every year. Yeah. Whether he win or lose, people are like he lost that many times. I say like, I don't give a fuck. That man been in the finals more times than Jordan any of them dogs. And dog, you, it, no matter win or lose, you will have to see him. That's like that man is a gatekeeper at the finals. If you win, you are you you granted access. He allowed you in. That man is a gatekeeper at the finals, dog. That man only missed one finals when he was hurt. Come on, son. Come on. I, I, I got I'm just stunned. I, I got even with the <laughs> Now to the Miami Heat. They did something impossible. They beat the Celtics, who everybody thought they had a better team. Mm-hmm. The Heat had Jimmy Butler, who was a veteran player, but they had a rookie. This young white boy, I can't get his name out. That boy cut up. The boy looked like the little nigga on my shirt right now, and he was cutting up out there, dog. I mean, cutting up. Uh, then they also had some other key players that were just really not like, they're a team that's gelling out in the playoffs that's very young. Yeah. And everyone's surprised to see how much they're gelling and going hard. And really, they put into Jimmy Butler's great playing and Eric Spolster's great coaching. And I think that that, that, that that has a huge play. But that won't be enough for LeBron and AD. Especially when AD activates, them threes and, and his points is going down. But when LeBron's on, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be enough. It won't be enough to stop him. There'll be too much to stop them. And, and then... People like a Caruso, who's been hitting clutch threes, and Rajon Rondo, they're going to be open for shots because everybody's going to be focused on LeBron. So it's going to be a hell of a finals. Now, this is going to be the weirdest finals because it's been in the bubble, mm-hmm. and that's been crazy about a lot of things because, like, the Denver Nuggets, me and my partner Rodney was talking about this. I say my partner, but you know you know Rodney. Yeah. Our partner. So, like, Rodney, um, we were talking about how, like, back in the original playoffs, man, you had, like, you had at least a two- or three-day break before you played the other team. When the Nuggets was going three one, playing all these teams back to back, there was nonstop. There was no like, I go have a break, go to, I gotta fly to your city, because they was all in the same place. So that's thirty four games they played back to back. Yeah. So by the time they saw LeBron and them, who LeBron was sweeping motherfuckers. So when they, they had breaks because they were just knocking motherfuckers out real quick, they're tired. They were tired. So they didn't really get their fast shape. Cause they were beaten, dog. Like, yeah. And so like, but that I love that because that lets like you don't get them kind of breaks. You don't get them kind of like now we get to battle out in the bubble. 
But that said a lot, and it changed a lot in the game because in that bubble, a lot of players talk a lot, and a lot of changes happen as far as trades happen. And that's one thing that people are mad about LeBron because he, in my opinion, allows the players to make a real decision of their own path and make their own dollars and make their own wealth. And because of that, they get to choose where they want to go instead of where these fucking uh, owners want them to be. Yeah. And because of that, like, motherfuckers trying to say he's changing the game because them players over there talking and making trades because they want to play with their partners and people they feel comfortable and know they can ball with and have I mean, championships with. Again, but it's like we were talking about earlier, dog. So it's the notion of the slaves taking over the fucking field. Because yeah. that's, that's LeBron whole energy. Even when he be talking about this type of shit. Uh, he even said, I'm going to be an owner. Like, you know what I mean? LeBron whole energy is, uh-uh, I see what it is. I'm, I'm woke as fuck and I'm, I'm peeping it. I'm doing this. Like you just said, I'm out here for the player. I don't care about the team. Jordan was on that similarly, but he didn't try to fight for the other niggas. But he, had the same, but he had the same mentality for himself. Now LeBron feels that for He tried Jordan to change had, everybody. Jordan had a winning and the only winning mentality. But I'm talking about the, your life. No, I'm talking about the mentality of fuck them niggas ahead up above. Fuck the, uh, the owners. Yeah. I'm a player. I'm on this. I'm going to do what's best for me. And it should be about what's best for the players. But what I'm saying is LeBron is doing more towards that for the other people than Fucking Jordan Draymond did. Green had to defend LeBron against fucking, um, who was it that said something against him? Uh, oh, man. It was, uh, oh, yeah, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce was like, man, he was like, y'all, man, y'all feel LeBron. Anybody that feel LeBron, something like that. And then Draymond was like, man, shut up, bro. You feel LeBron too, man. Sure. Sit down somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, bro, just like say what it is and like let it go, bro. But the thing about it is that, like, and I'm not gonna lie, people are always gonna be critical, especially when you're at that top tier level of mm-hmm. what you do, how you play, and what you say. But there are some things that I feel like that they try to put against him as if, like, dog, they, any of them could have done it. He's done things that nobody has done. Right. So how can you say he's not one of the best? And they go to his time. Like, because the first thing that you said, when you went in at that level, you're gonna have people that's gonna want to pull you down. That just is what it is. And they man. just try to put so many asterisks, dog. And when he wins this, he's gonna win. One, he's gonna win championships from the east side and the west side. The first to ever do that. You know what I mean? The first to ever do that. His fucking partner that he put on, that didn't have no college degree, is his, just one of the players that just got signed with them. I forgot which one it was. That uh, Blazo Ball. He left who he was with and joined up with LeBron team. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't keep up with sports, but I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, he just like... I know you talk, you talking about famous, that I know who you're talking yeah, about, yeah. Like but I don't know that story. You saying it just now, it's the first time I even heard of it. I know Lonzo Ball is. I know like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, it's just like, man, he's always putting people in this, in this moment of like helping themselves get better and, 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 and wealthy and, 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 and I love that about him. I'm talking about also helping people get wealthy in basketball. Mark Cuban just picked up Delonte West. I was about to say, my next thing I'm about to say, he picked up Delonte West. Delonte he, West. He recently was went viral again. It's like the second or third time he went yeah, viral. Man. Went. That's so that's so heartbreaking. It scene. is, especially if he was a star in the game and and, uh, and you were just you know uh, you you're homeless like now. That, that's know? a mental and, and issue. And drugs and shit. Yeah. yeah and I'm, I'm glad he picked him up. He wasn't even trying to do it on no stunt shit. Some, I, that was, it, like when I saw the video, it looked like somebody just caught Mark Cuban doing the thing. Yeah. But Mark Cuban was like pulled up on dude, like really pulled up on him, like yo, let's let's ride. And the last time we talked about a story like that was when L. Kuja tried to save one of his co-stars on the show he was on that he found out was on drugs. Yeah, man, that's so unfortunate that happened with her. Too. Yeah, she she she's still out there apparently. Yeah. But uh, that's the episode for the day, y'all. Um, quick hero highlight. Shout out to that uh, charter school teacher who just got fired because she refused to take off a Black Lives Matter mask. Real one. That was fucked up. <laughs> How you gonna try to make this lady? Is she a white lady? Shout out Carol, to her. take off your mask now and put on this blue one. I hope that she gets. I hope she gets 
she sues them and she gets her, her retribution for that, and then she puts some of that money towards you know. Black people. Black people. Her name is Lillian White. Lillian White. Oh, wow. <laughs> Lillian White. Lillian White. Wow. Her name is Lily White. You can't really make this shit up, can you? No, right. it's a real woo. We want to thank you for tuning into the Flower Best Podcast here, man. That's what you leave out on. Her name is Lily White. This is on WWL TV. This is a real story in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, does, she, like, White. does she wear it repetitively after they told her no? Probably, probably one more. I was like, you know I feel like you, they don't normally just like fire someone right off the bat. They see it for the first time. I mean, that stuff going like that. That that kind of stuff right now is going on at the museum. They probably and was so like, like now they're like people that actually did that are scared and they're not going to do it again. She said, um, she wore home and home home. She been teach for ten years. She wore homemade masks printed with the phrases "Black Lives Matter" and "Silence is Violence." Mm-hmm. For about a week and a half, I was wearing these masks and no one said anything. A couple of the other teachers came up and asked for some if I had any extras, and I made them some. One Friday, wow. White said she received a text message from assistant principal. We like you to stop wearing these masks anymore. Parents will be coming around more if we don't discuss the current political climate. <laughs> Despite being told not to wear the mask more than once, White continued doing so, stressing she's committed to the cause surrounding Black Lives Matter. This is human rights, and it should be something that is promoted at our school. It's an excuse to not talk about it by saying that this, this, that this is politics. Talk right. about it on your own time. It's just an excuse because they're uncomfortable with the conversation. All right, Lily White? Oh, Lily she's White? Right, though. She's right. Lily Wright. Literally- Lily Wright. Lily White Lily is Lily Wright. Right. Lily Wright. <laughs> Lily White is right. <laughs> yes. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in there, y'all. Hit us up at flywithbats at gmail.com. As we always say, we want you to be part of the conversation. Check or hit us up or hit up the reviewing that show at reviewing that at gmail.com. You refer, we review it. That's how we do it. You did. You can find me. Oh, yeah. And I had a dose of North America. I'm going to do that next episode. This dose of North America is too funny for me to rush through. It's a crazy ass story. So I'm, I'm just, we coming. Hope it ain't about homeless people fucking. No, that was about the crazy carjacker that was. Anyway, we're gonna talk about it. But uh he was doing car oh, no the car crasher. Oh no, we're gonna tell yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, 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 Crazy yeah. shit. But anyway, nigga, it's, it happened in our city, Dose of Nola America. So we're gonna talk about that next episode. But this is that actor guy. City? Man, we all got them. Stop me, stop stopping me. This is that actor guy. Martin Bats Bradford. You can find me at Mr. Bats on most social media platforms. Fella, Mr. Aldo, you're gonna find another cat. And for episode allegedly 107. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Posse wine, it's your boy up. Alpha Joe, fresh out of the gumbo, still deep in the room. And if you're out in the streets and you're looking for me, bitch, we on episode 108. This is episode 108. All right, cool, cool. I was close. I thought about it. I said, man, I think it's really 108, but I don't want to say it. I don't want to say nothing. I'm going to edit me saying that. This is episode 108. But keep going, my G. <laughs> but yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, Alpha Joe Five Hundred Four Joseph Pines, uh, Joseph Joseph Alpha Man Pines on Facebook. Uh, catch out the show Match One. Follow the Facebook page. Follow Match One. Follow the Facebook page Match One. Catch the uh, show on the FWB Network on Instagram. And uh, one hundred eight. One hundred eight. Get eight like a dinner plate. I'm out of here. <laughs> and I'm your girl J Mix. I am the self-aware millennial. You can follow me at Explains It All, like Clarissa Explains It All, but Jmix, J-M-I-X, Explains It All on Instagram. And you can follow my podcast at The Self Aware Millennial on IG. And uh, how can they find your Patreon and stuff? Oh, too? yeah, my Patreon. Yeah, y'all go to my 
forward slash or whatever the software millennial it's very very it's, it's very easy to get to right now you can do that well i should say if you're trying to find it on google you can do that right now but because there will be some things that i'm about to put on my patreon that is a little uh explicit it's gonna have to be one of those things where you just type it in so get the get the web address in your in your brain so that you don't have to worry about searching it on google because if you try to do that after i change it you ain't gonna find it it is yeah man 108 fuck 12. <laughs> we got you <laughs> Chasing green dollars, don't worry about tomorrow, we gon' party tonight Whether you work a 9 to 5 or 10 to 6 Just know that living life is the truth and the fit So when it's time to clock out, it's time to rock out Throw a party in your neighborhood and bring the block out Let's take alcohol shots until we pass out But when the cops come, we got to smash out but listen on a serious note Don't let your workforce determine your happiness After the first, you probably still be in debt So live your life with no regrets You heard me, money doesn't equal success Nope, success doesn't last if you're stressed Nope, and you're too blessed to be stressed So please have a vibe, good God bless Chasing green dollars, don't worry about tomorrow, we gon' party tonight So get on down on the dead flow Girl, your shawty by the hand, let her know that she the one So get on down on the dead flow I got your man by the hand, let her know that he the one So get on down on the dead flow Everybody tryna have Hey, this is for the blue collars, chasing green dollars, even cashmere's get grass stains, champagne.